Hey everybody, Matt, Jess and Dave here. Sorry Jess, just butting in quickly to let the listeners know that I'm going to be in Sydney uh, this week coming up the 8th to the 12th of May and uh, you can get tickets now via mattsfieldcomedy.com then going straight to Brisbane on the 16th to the 19th. So tickets for my show Dry Dryer. In Sydney and Melbourne. Sorry, Matt, I'll just cut you off there. I just need to tell everyone that our quiz show, our web series is out right now. Do go on the quiz show. You can see it on Stupid Old Channel for free on YouTube. Type in, do go on the quiz show, and you can see three episodes right now covering topics like Google, Queen Victoria, the Olympics, and we've got five more episodes coming up. So like and subscribe, whatever that means. They are big topics too. And I said Sydney and Melbourne. I meant Sydney and Brisbane. Anyway, let's get on with the show. I'm still here too. (laughs) Oh, hey, Jess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello, Dave. Hello. Hello, Dave. What a pleasure. What a privilege. Hey, it's so good to see you. And also you, Jess. And also with you. And uh, it's so nice to be alive, uh, which begs the question, how good is it to be alive? Well, apparently it's so nice to be alive. I sort of answer that Jeopardy style. (laughs) Is that right? They do yeah, it backwards? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be back in the podcast studio. I mean, I wish I was never born, but happy to be here with you guys. Oh, it's been a long week. I've missed you. Yes. I miss you always. I yearn for you. Yeah, I burn for you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like, see, like saying I miss you or I have missed you is nice, but I yearn for you mm. sounds creepy. Why? Yeah, that's too much. Why? Never yearn. What is yearning if not missing? I got... I had way too many drinks and, and whatnot a few weeks ago. And I messaged a friend, not friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast network, David Quirk, and said, mate, just got to let you know, I'm really missing you. <laughs> 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 like 4 a.m. or something. And then the next the next day, I'm looking at my... I'm looking at all... I've messaged a bunch of people. I'm like, oh, the shame is setting in. And then... I, I look at I'm like, David Quirk, what am I messaging him about? And I click on it, scene, no reply. No. And I, I'm like, oh, mate, that is a very embarrassing message. Sorry about that. And he sent something back very nice. Like, no, no, I miss you too, mate. 
<laughs> yeah, but not I'm missing you. I'm missing you. That is, is this different. Uh, this would be the same night that you were messaging yes, Jess and I. I and I was uh, on the opposite time zone on holiday. So I was getting it uh, live. <laughs> live. Yeah. In real I was, time. I was seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had the guts to go back and read what those messages said, but I imagine they were from the bottom of my heart. Just like you response, were just saying you yearn for us. In the middle, I, late at night, I really feel love for friends. Yeah. So not when they're in front of you, but certainly no, late no, at night. No. I think my only response was, Matt, where are you? <laughs> Matt, are you okay? Matt, send us your location. <laughs> Do you need help? <laughs> uh, anyway. Hey, yes, anyway. I mean, Matt, if you were drunk at 4am and wanting to tell people what this show is about, what would you write? I'd say, hey, podcast, <laughs> I reckon you're so talented and um, I love how you sort of get the three of you together and one of you goes away and researches a topic often that's been suggested by a listener and then you bring it back and you sort of tell the other two about it in a report, almost like a, an old school report, while the other two sort of interrupt and go on dog shit riffs. I just love that about you. I'd probably say something like that. That's nice. I would not respond to that either. But <laughs> so. I'd maybe I'd give it a thumbs up react or something. I'm active quirky. I'm missing you. Thumbs up. <laughs> I'm missing you. Or, or, or it just says, David Quirk has left the chat. There's only two of you in there. Just Matt alone in a chat going, David, where are you? David. <laughs> uh, but I believe, I'm a bit out of sorts here, but I believe it's Jess's turn to report on a topic. Correct. And we usually start with a question. Is that still the way you do things, Randy? No, we've changed it up in the in the weeks that you've been gone and back and gone again. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the release order's <laughs> been all over the place, but I have been overseas for a few weeks and I'm swimming I'm with pigs. I swam with some pigs in the Bahamas. I swam with some whale sharks in Mexico. Oh my Very God. unlike me to swim with animals. Yeah, but it's my new thing. Normally you're like, get out, animals is my turn. Get out of the pool. There's a seal in the pool. <laughs> Someone get this seal out of the pool so I can go for a dip. I need to do a couple of laps. <laughs> That's Dave normally. He's a nightmare to travel with. Um, and if you're an animal, I'm a person, so he doesn't mind. Yeah. Oh, you're fine at the pool. <laughs> fine at the pool. I think you've got to do a, a bonus episode one day about why there are pigs you can swim with. Yeah, okay. yeah. I will. There's that, some great stories too about why. Getting your messages about swimming with the pigs... And just that whole day you had, I it filled me with so much joy. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I was like, look at this. Dave's with some pigs. <laughs> I was showing them around. I was so that happy. The photos are so great. So great. The water was so perfect. Yeah. And Crystal so clear. were you and so were the pigs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Each pig more perfect than the last. I yearned for the water and for the pigs. I'm missing those pigs. Yeah. And I've never even met them. <laughs> anyway, we do start with a question. I have a question for you both. <clears throat> Which... Modern philosopher posed the question about the existence of life post love. Oh, Sherilyn. Sherilyn. Sherilyn Crow. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Sherilyn Crow. That's Matt's guess. Is it Cher? No, Dave, do you want to have a go? Is is it Cher? It is Cher. Well done. Cher. On a technicality. On a technicality. No, Matt. Uh, Scorekeeper, please pay the proper one. There. How? But just give me the point. <laughs> Please give me the point. <laughs> so it's not what I say, sure, but sure. it's share. And the way share. I remember it, because her name Sherilyn, is that Sherilyn, right? that's and, correct. And then the only, because I always used to say sure as well, but now every time I have to think Sherilyn. That sounds wrong. 
Sherilyn. Sure, that sounds right. Share. Yeah. I think I think people Sharing's say caring. say either, and it doesn't really matter. People, you know, they know who you're talking about. But I call her Cher, and I'm going to call her Cher throughout this entire report yeah. because she is the topic Woo, of yes. today's report. And I'm excited about this one because I've put it to the vote before, um, and it hasn't made it through. But um, Cher is such an icon. But I also didn't know a whole heap about her early years. And, and she's been around forever, right? For a really long time, yes. Like, I remember probably, I reckon it would have come out around the year you were born, but I, an early pop song memory was Turn Back Time. Mm-hmm. I reckon mm-hmm. that must have been early 90s, probably. Uh, Maybe late 80s, early 90s? It's 90s, and I will talk about it, but off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly what year, but I think it's like mid-90s. Mid-90s, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that was already, Huge. to me, she was a new singer. Right, but yeah. At that time, she'd been around for decades. Yeah, and I was already, like, you know, we've grown up knowing who Cher is and knowing her music, and then you see her in films and stuff, and you go, yeah, okay, whatever, it's Cher. But ha- she has had a really interesting career has done so many things uh, and, yeah, has just reached this icon status. And so, like- and she, I just I want to know when she ended up marrying the YouTube singer. Is that- Did that happen? No. No. What? I- Sorry. You thought she was married to Bono? Isn't she Sonny and Bono or something? Sonny Bono. Oh, that's where I, that's where I got confused. <laughs> yeah. Sonny and Bono. She wasn't- <laughs> 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 You're gonna learn so much from today's oh report. Oh my god! I mean, it, I mean, you'd be relieved to hear she was once engaged to the Edge. Is that correct? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Marrying Bono put me over the bloody edge. Tell you Sonny, that. Sonny, <laughs> Sonny and Bono. So she's her nick. Her real name isn't Sonny. Cher isn't short for Sonny. Okay, look. He's re- learning a lot I'm already. I'm really looking forward to hearing what this is all about. Yeah. Well, uh, it's been suggested by a couple of people, Emily Rose from Brunswick and Issy Klein from Canberra. And, yeah, here we go. Big in Australia. Is she bigger here than everywhere else? No. Okay. <laughs> She's not like Pink. Pink is huge in Australia. Large Barker. And Michael Bublé. And Michael Bublé is big everywhere, but, like, we fucking love yeah. Michael Bublé. Mm. And we love Pink. Pennywise, I think, are bigger here than most places. <laughs> yeah, well. Really? Yeah. Do you Australia go on? Are we bigger here? Probably. Blink-182 broke in Australia first biggest, I think. First biggest? First <laughs> Anyway, please, just Broke in Australia on? first biggest? Well, well, the so. price for first biggest goes to <laughs> Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Am I saying that right? Have I said a single word right today? <laughs> I don't think so. I think so, no. Oh, no. But, but that's you, okay. But you're having a go. <laughs> and I keep trying. <laughs> Where will I learn? <laughs> Look, Jess was really, I was hearing you were crafting an intro there. Oh, my God. was an icon. Like, but then how much do we know about her? Like, really, like you, and then you came in and you're like, I Why just want to know. the guy from the <laughs> U2? <laughs> Imagine being a first-time listener of Do Go On because you're a big Cher fan. Oh, here we go. Well, I don't know if they've already learned something new. She once married the guy from U2. Not many people know that. And this is why I always say with, like, watching a new show, I'll always give it three episodes yeah, yeah, to make the it. decision of whether or not I like it. Same goes for podcasts. Yeah, yeah. you got to get to know us a bit. <laughs> yeah. Trust us. We're fun. Come but on. But at first- it, We sound it, like a nightmare. <laughs> we're a nightmare, but we you get used to us. And there is some genuine info coming up. We swear. Well, swear maybe. 
movie. <laughs> okay, so over to you, Jess. Sherilyn Sarkissian. Whoa. Was born in Il Centro, California on May 20, 1946. I love that. I mean, the, the fact that she has such an incredible name and she still has shortened it to the one. Sherilyn mm. Sarkissian. Sarkissian is one of the best surnames I've ever heard. That name changes a bit. Her father, John Sarkissian, was an uh, Armenian-American truck driver and her mother, Jackie Jean Crouch, was a former wow. model and retired actress who had- Irish, English, German, and Cherokee ancestry. I mean, it says retired actress. Her mother was about 19 when she had her. So, I don't think she, she wasn't retired. Um, <laughs> okay. She was, you know, uh, maybe, like, wasn't working because she just had a baby, but she continued to work throughout the rest of her life. Anyway. Oh, she had a comeback. She had a comeback. Jackie Jean Crouch. Jackie Jean Crouch. Such a good name. Um, Cher's father, John, wasn't around much when she was an infant and apparently had drug and gambling problems. Uh, Money was scarce, as were food and supplies. In fact, at one point, her mother, Jackie, placed baby Cher in an orphanage for several weeks until she could save up enough money to support her baby. Isn't that wild? Whoa. Yeah. Because like and I and the, there was a book written about this that came out in like the 90s so it was helpful for the early stuff. Um but you know this was there wasn't like childcare centers and uh stuff like this. it was the 40s. So mothers just stayed at home. There wasn't really much help. So if you're a working mother which her mum was, like, what could you do? <laughs> Chuck him in an orphanage yeah. for a few weeks. It's cool that that was an option, I guess. It's it's not a good option because her mother later recalled the pressure that the Catholic Mother Superior would place on her to put Sherilyn up for adoption. Like, it's not a childcare option. It was like, right. I, don't, I can't afford to look after this and baby. And they're like, we'll take her. <laughs> we'll take her and we'll give her to somebody else, yeah? yeah. You want to give it to somebody else? We'll give it to someone else, someone who no, thank you. really believes in God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them in there and we'll get them to be a nun. <laughs> I reckon that's what – it's yeah. a recruiting thing. Yeah. That's what it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, So, are you telling me that her dad, the drunken gambler, uh-huh. was not providing for the family? <laughs> Apparently not. Um, Jackie would visit her every day, but that time was really traumatic and distressing for both of them. Her parents divorced before she was one and her mother remarried. Cher's new stepfather was also named John. He was an actor, John Southall, and he fathered Cher's half-sister, Georgianne, who was born in 1951 when Cher was five. And now living in LA, Cher's mother worked as a waitress while also um, picking up more acting work again. She'd been singing from a really young age and had won several talent and beauty competitions, as well as a number of minor TV and film roles in the 50s. These included, and I love to include names of old movies and TV shows. Yes, when nothing was taken. (laughs) (laughs) Watch the Birdie, (laughs) 1950. Grounds for Marriage. Okay. 1951. That's where, like, That's someone, fun. The Mr. and Mrs. Ground or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lovely to look at. <laughs> oh, that's fun too. I like 1952. that. Grounds for marriage is fantastic. Grounds for marriage is good I can fun. imagine, like, it starts with sort of a bit of a farcical court yeah. scene and the judge says, I find there are grounds for marriage. <laughs> and then- Into that, the same music. Yeah. Yep. I think that's fun. I think it's fun. <laughs> I, I reckon any, like, TV show or song titles in particular- even from now, if you don't know the song, they all sound a bit ridiculous, mm. you know? But back then they were yes. particularly silly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, by the by the mid-50s, her mum's income was largely derived from working as a club singer. She changed her name to Georgia and got roles for Sherilyn and Georgianne as extras on TV shows like The Adventure of Ozzy and Harriet. 
when Cher was nine, her mother's relationship with John Southall ended, and over the following years, the family moved around a lot as Georgia married and divorced several more times. Several more Johns. Several more Johns. <laughs> this is a prerequisite. She had a type. <laughs> From a pretty young age, Sherilyn seemed destined to follow in her mother's footsteps and pursue a career in entertainment. When Cher was in the fifth grade, she produced and performed uh, a, a version of the musical Oklahoma for her teacher and class. She organised a group of girls, directed and choreographed their dances, and she couldn't convince the boys to participate, so she acted the male roles and sang those songs. <laughs> she sounds like, you know, one of those kids that was probably a nightmare, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Yes, Sherilyn, I can see you dance it. Yes, yeah, you tap dancing. Show. Very good. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put on a show for you. Yeah, great. Can't wait. How about you do your maths homework? Hugh Jackman played that role once. <laughs> Mesmerising. I did I did a solo of that song at a school concert once. Oh, wow. Like oh, okay. Solo. Let's hear it. I don't remember it. Come on. You don't remember any of it? Give us the best bits. Give us the Oklahoma bit. But give us no everything you got. <laughs> I don't have anything. See that chair at the back of the auditorium? Yeah. Pretend that's your mum. Okay. <laughs> and you're My mum is a chair? Just for her, your My chair mum. Yes. <laughs> mum, why don't you come a little bit closer? I'm <laughs> a chair, goddammit. <laughs> I can't walk. You got legs? I'm inanimate. <laughs> well, mum. Okay, I've got legs. You caught me. I just don't want to get close to you. I can't lose another child. There's a big backstory. I've lost a few. <laughs> Anyway, you're singing to your chair, Mum. <laughs> now give it all you got. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. So fascinated by film stars, Cher's role model was Audrey Hepburn, particularly due to her role in the 1961 film Breakfast at Tiffany's. Have you seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Well, I said, uh, what about Breakfast mm-hmm. at Tiffany's at one point? And she yeah. said? <sighs> well, I remember the film and I said, <laughs> yeah. what about... Well, we both kind of liked it. <laughs> and then I think she said, well, that's the best we've got. Or something. One thing we've got. One thing we've got. Man, Sorry, that's, I'm paraphrasing. that's truly deep. Blue something. <laughs> um, so it's I a have no. seen the film. Yeah. Yes. And also covered on a book cheat if you want to listen to that. Jess, were you on that one? I think I was. I believe you were. I believe I was. I remember it being a good movie. I love when she she sang Moon River Ride on yeah. the balcony. It's nice. Yeah, the so Mickey Rooney stuff yes, obviously hasn't Rooney. dated so well. Jesus Rooney Christ. stuff is oh my god. But yeah, I can I can I think it, that was that was the um, like the first role I'd seen Audrey Hepburn in, and I was like, oh shit, I get it. Like she is captivating. So, uh, and and Cher thought the same. She loved her. She began to take after the unconventional outfits and behaviours of Hepburn's character. Holly Golightly is a bit of a, she's like, she's, what is she? She's very aloof, eccentric. And then how old is Cher at this, this stage? Uh, she's like, she's in fifth grade. Oh. She's, yeah, okay. she's young. Yeah, great. Fantastic. The most aloof age. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I was in grade five. Man, I was freaking aloof. God, you were. I was so aloof. Didn't know anything about it. You think he's aloof now? <laughs> yeah. God, he was worse. Back then. He's opened up now. Yeah. <laughs> she was also really inspired by previous report uh, subject, Betty Davis, and also Catherine Hepburn. And she wanted to be famous since childhood, but felt unattractive and untalented. Later commenting, I couldn't think of anything that I could do. I didn't think I'd be a singer or dancer. I just thought, well, I'll be famous. That was my goal. Love that. This is a kid. She's like, I want to be famous. She was born in the wrong era. I've got no idea. There's so many people now. That is a, that's an option now. Like Jess now, TikTok famous. I'm, I'm, yep. 
I'm TikTok famous. Several weeks ago, by the time this comes yeah. out, I had a video do pretty well. Yeah, she's currently <laughs> climbing up the TikTok charts. Yep. Am I understanding that correctly? Yep. It is a shame, though. You know, sure, sh- she just share. She missed her chance. Unfortunately, she was born in the wrong era, yeah. and she never made it. Damn. She never got to be famous. I mean, yeah, I, I just think that's kind of funny. I know, like, kids will go, like, oh, I, w- I want to be famous, but it's funny to have the self-awareness at that age of, like, I don't know what for, just fame. <laughs> yes. yeah. Fame is the goal. In 61, her mother, Georgia, married bank manager Gilbert LaPierre, who adopted Cher and Georgianne and enrolled them in a private school in Encino called Montclair College Preparatory School. Um, her classmates were mostly from affluent families and the upper-class environment was a challenge for the now LaPierre girls. They they changed their name. I mean, that instantly makes you sound very classy. Cheryl and LaPierre? Oh, the LaPierre girls? Me? Yeah. Georgianne LaPierre? Yeah, that's why they probably got accepted to this school. They just read yeah. the name and went, well, of course. Oh, my God. I don't what? have to read the rest of this CV. Bloody frickin' <laughs> It's kind of weird that these kids have CVs. <laughs> why have you written a CV for your child? <laughs> Despite, you know, being feeling a little intimidated by these affluent classmates, Cher did relatively well at school. She wasn't an amazing student, but she performed well in English and French, and she stood out to her peers because of her striking appearance and outgoing personality. She later recalled, I was never really in school. I was always thinking about when I was grown up and famous. (laughs) She's like, remember the fame? I always want to be famous. Yeah. Which sounds a bit bonkers, but a former classmate recalled, I'll never forget seeing Cher for the first time. She was so special. She was like a movie star right then and there. She said she was going to be a movie star and we knew she would. That's amazing. Just something about her. They're like, nah, she's captivating. But also it sounds like, you know, that's all on purpose a bit. Like she's guess, probably yeah. dressing and styling herself in a way that's meant to be captivating. Yeah, which she's is already very- acting like she's famous. Fake it till you make it. That's right. <laughs> Just- Walk into the classroom to the teacher. Hey, baby. No autographs, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm just trying to learn some French. <laughs> so school wasn't really for her, and at only 16, Cher dropped out of school and left home, moving to LA with a friend. She took acting classes and worked in clubs along Hollywood's Sunset Strip to support herself. She networked and hustled like crazy, introducing herself to performers, managers, agents, anyone that she thought could help her get a big break. She's just like, she's rubbing shoulders. She's schmoozing Ooh, at 16. Cards, shaking hands. Crazy. Kissing babies. Kissing babies, <laughs> saying sorry about kissing your baby. Sorry, but this baby one day could be famous and I want to be <laughs> in at the ground level. <laughs> I, want, I want to ride this baby's coattails all the way to the top. In an LA coffee shop in November of 62, Sherilyn met Salvatore Bono. Ooh. Oh, and your relation to Bono from U2. Yes, it is Bono from U2. Okay. Salvatore so. Bono. He, he drops the Salvatore later. Just just, just becomes Bono. Yeah. So this is Sonny, Sonny Bono. Um, she was 16. He was 27. Okay. They got chatting, hit it off, became friends. At the time, Salvatore, or Sonny, was working for record producer Phil Spector, widely regarded as one of the most influential figures in pop music history and one of the most successful producers of the 60s and also a convicted murderer. But this is way, way before that. But he was already a psycho. I think he was nuts the whole way through. (laughs) In the uh, Leonard Cohen biography I read, he did an album with him and it's the only album that Leonard Cohen seemed to really hate 
and he wouldn't wouldn't yeah. be on any of his compilation stuff, and it was just a nightmare. And he said that he'd come in and he'd always have a gun, a loaded gun on him, <laughs> Phil Spector, and he'd just put it down on the desk and stuff. It was just very uncomfortable. Whoa. That's, that's in the 60s, I think. He's just like, I'll just put this here. 70s, maybe. All right, you want to yeah. do a couple of vocal takes? Yeah, he sounds here. like yeah. a, an incredibly strange person. but And it's funny that it's he's still like- you you read about him and it's like, yep, one of the most influential pop figures in pop music. He also killed a person. But he's so <laughs> he's behind so much amazing music. But remember those funny wigs he wore to the trial? Yeah. <laughs> so strange. Anyway, so Sonny introduced Cher to Spectre, who used her as a backup singer on many recordings, including the Ronettes Be My Baby. Whoa. Oh. Cher's a backup singer on that song. Great song, wow. And the the main Ronette, Ronnie Spector, is, I think that's no coincidence that her surname is Spector. Hmm. Because she's a big fan of Phil Spector. No, she's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And also on The Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Love and Feeling. Wow. Cher's a backup singer on that. These are big all-time hits. How cool is that? Holy shit. So Spectre produced her first single called Ringo, I Love You, which Cher recorded under the name Bonnie Jo Mason. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Cher, I'm not liking it. From now on, you'll be- Sherilyn Sarkissian, Sherilyn Mm, LaPierre. No, no, Bonnie Jo Mason. (laughs) You're Bonnie Jo, huh? That's closer to her mum's name, that sort of vibe. Yeah, Jackie Jean Crouch. Yeah. Um, the song was rejected by many radio station programmers as they thought Cher's deep contralto voice, which is a type of a classical female singing voice, uh, it's sort of the lowest a vocal range for a, a classic female voice. They thought her deep voice were, were man's vocals. Therefore, they thought it was a man singing a love song to Ringo Starr and they were like, uh, no. Uh, please, in the 60s? That does not happen. That's- Men do not love Ringo. Yeah. We're not ready for that. Okay. <laughs> George, Paul, Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> Ringo? What are you thinking? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> so, Bonnie Joe, but they're like, this sounds more like Johnny Bow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm saying this is a man, yeah? No, thank you. I love you, Ringo. Something like that. Yeah. So, you know it. Yeah, it's catchy. It's stuck in my head. I love you, Ringo. And it's genuinely about loving Ringo. Yeah. That, that Ringo. That's so good. And it's even like, uh, it's on YouTube. It's in like, it's almost got a bit of a Beatles sort of vibe to it. Anyway, um, within a couple of years, Sonny and Cher had become a couple, even holding an unofficial wedding in a hotel room in Tijuana in October of 64. So do the maths. She's 18. It's fine. Okay. I mean, he's 30, but it's fine. <laughs> Why was it unofficial? Uh, there wasn't a celebrant there or something. They just- They just thought they'd do it anyway. Yeah. They just thought, so they fuck just- it, we're in love. <laughs> in a hotel room. Was anyone else there? They hung out for a bit. <laughs> Let's not. We don't have to talk everything up, okay? You hung out in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, you right. don't have to call it an unofficial wedding. Matt, I can't believe you would pick a fight With at our Sunny unofficial Bono. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, you're right. I shouldn't make a scene here in front of our friend and family. <laughs> Okay. I just, I just wanted this to be a nice day. No, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's just like they just, you know. They-, they arrived at the hotel and they didn't understand the phrase, are you checking in? And they went, yeah, I guess we'll get married. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the, the bellboy's like, uh, okay. I'm fine. <laughs> right this way. Okay. No, I mean, you the know. honeymoon suite, well, I guess we <laughs> yeah, better. better. You know, it would be inappropriate not to be married. 
So Sunny wanted to help Cher launch a solo career, but she, which is, this is crazy to me, she suffered from stage fright. <laughs> so she convinced him to perform with her on stage to sing the harmonies. She was wow. like, I'm too nervous. I'm too That's nervous. That's how Sunny got his start. Yeah. And is he standing between her and the audience and blocking her vision or something? Yeah. Well, she would, actually, quite genuinely, she would, like, look at him instead. Oh, right. So she would sort of be looking at Sunny and singing. He'd stand in front of her wearing a poncho with his arms up. Yeah. <laughs> she can't see God, uh, uh, Don't look. Um, wow. That's so interesting. I, yeah. I um, Just that somebody who's, like, such a, an icon and and does these huge, like, you know, known for these big live shows and stuff. It's so interesting that at the very start, I mean, she's also, she's like 18. She's a yes, child. Yes, but her whole life she's been like, hey, I'm that girl. Yes. I'm going to make it. That's and then that's on stage. It's like, oh, oh no, hang on. Never- it is surprising, but yeah. I wanted, yeah, I don't want to be in front of crowds. Yeah, well, I, I want, want to the be crowds famous. to want to be in front of me, but they but can't. I, but they cannot. Yeah. Can I get that kind of famous? I just want to skip the crowd. <laughs> what fame is that? Yeah. Um, that's I YouTube. I just want to skip to recluse. That's YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to skip to um, very wealthy recluse. Um, alongside her solo stuff, they released music as a duo under the name Caesar and Cleo. <laughs> 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 okay, you'll be Caesar and you'll be uh, Cleo. You like that? You like that? I love it. I love the alliteration. <laughs> Um, but their songs. <laughs> They've only seen it written down. They think yeah. Caesar and Cleo. C's, C and C sounds. That right, works exactly. well. That works Caesar well. and Cleo. <laughs> Caesar Fantastic. and Cleo. Perfect. <laughs> their songs, Do You Want to Dance, Love is Strange, and Let the Good Times Roll were uh, poorly received. Right, all of them have the word Ringo in brackets. <laughs> Do You Want to Dance, Ringo? Ringo? <laughs> Are they all covers? Love is Strange. Hey, Ringo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obsessed with- Let the you Good Times Roll, yeah. Ringo. you got to drop the Ringo thing, okay? That's weird. <laughs> He's got a restraining order, okay? <laughs> At the end of 64, Cher signed with Liberty Records and Sonny produced her single Dream Baby, which did okay. It got airplay in LA, but it didn't exactly grab much attention. Next, she released a cover of a Bob Dylan track, um, All I Really Want to Do, and it made it to number 15 on the US Billboard Hot 100 in 1965. A little fun fact that I read on this amazing um, Cher website, which uh, wikipedia.org, ah. oh, cool. um, says, Meanwhile, the birds had released their own version of the same song, and when competition on the singles chart started between Cher and the birds, the group's record label began to promote the B-side of the birds' single. <laughs> Roger McGinn? Of the birds commented, we loved the share version. We didn't want to hassle. So we just turned our record over. And what Which- was the B-side? Tambourine I- Man or something? I'm not sure. Love it. Not sure what it was, but I like it. They're like, no, shares is-, is better. Yeah. That same year, Caesar and Cleo started calling themselves Sunny and Cher. Kind of crazy, using their actual names. Well, one of their actual names. Yeah. And travelled to the UK in July. They were told that Americans just didn't get them. And if they were going to make it big, they had to go to England. Okay. And they're like, that's where Ringo lives. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, no I'll, go. I'll go. They I'll go. I'll go to Ringo. <laughs> You're at 15 on the charts. Yeah, they don't get they it. Don't get they us. don't get it. <laughs> they don't get me. According to writer uh, Sintra Wilson, English newspaper photographers showed up when Sonny and Cher were thrown out of the London Hilton because of their outfits. Well, the they, night yeah, they, they arrived. Were dressed as bride and groom, <laughs> unofficially. <laughs> I'm going to need to see a marriage license. Um, what does it take to get kicked out of the I don't Hilton? know. Just their outfits were maybe they were too scantily clad or was maybe. Was she wearing her turn back time arseless chaps? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, so then the, then the press turned up. 
and uh, literally overnight they were stars. London went nuts. <laughs> Amazing. For getting kicked out of a hotel. Incredible. This is still from Wilson. London went gaga for the heretofore unseen Sonny and Cher look, which was neither mod nor rocker. It's like it's more about their fashion. Yeah. Back then you could be one of two, mod or rocker. Mod or rocker. And if you have something else, like what? All of a sudden there's two more options, Sonny and Cher. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sonny. (laughs) On top of this attention, their song, I Got You Babe, was going really well, reaching number one on the Billboard charts and was one of the biggest selling and most beloved pop rock hits of the mid-60s. As the song knocked the Beatles off the top of the British charts, Eng- that Ringo. <laughs> English teenagers <laughs> began to emulate Sonny and Cher's fashion styles, such as bell bottoms, striped pants, ruffled shirts, industrial zippers, and fur vests. Oh, no wonder they're kicked out of the Hilton. My <laughs> God. <laughs> fur vests. <laughs> oh. Upon their return to the US, the duo made several appearances on the teen pop showcases Hullabaloo <laughs> and Shindig. Oh, yeah. Shindig like has it. an exclamation mark. Hence oh. my I felt tone. that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah you. you exclaimed it. I performed it. Mm. Um, and they completed a tour of some of the largest arenas in the US. So they've just, like, blown up really quickly, all because of I Got You, Babe. Wow. Their shows attracted share lookalikes. <laughs> Girls who were ironing their hair straight and dyeing it black to go with their vests and bell bottoms. And Cher expanded her creative- She ended up designing a clothing line. <laughs> wow. They just, like, really quickly were huge. Like, overnight, they're massive. All within the same year, they released their first album, Look At Us. <laughs> spent- oh, she's changed her tune. <laughs> <laughs> it spent eight weeks at number two on the Billboard 200, behind the Beatles, Help. So, Ringo. Right. He was crying out because they were really getting, you know, stalkerish. Yeah. That's amazing. That Yeah, so that was like peak Beatles when- Yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't realise, yeah, that they went that far back, but of course they did. Yeah. Um, I got you, babe. That's good. That's still probably one of the most iconic duets, right? Yeah. With uh, Islands in the Stream. Yeah. What else is up there? They're the two big ones, I reckon. People are yelling at their iPods right now. Yeah. They're saying, what about A Christmas Jewel by Cindy Lauper and the Hives? I'm like, well, it's a great song, yeah. but I don't think it's quite it's not as at that iconic. Level. What about And Then I Go and Spoil oh. It All? Is that like uh, Father and Daughter? Oh, like Frank love and you. Nancy. Frank and Nancy, man. weird. <laughs> that is a bit weird. <laughs> but that is something work. stupid, Frank. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, Frank. please stop. Don't tell your daughter you love her. Yeah, so never what are you say saying, that. Matt? Never say so that. So what are you saying? I think that's a good rule to live by. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to soften them up. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> remember, I am a million years old. I kind of do things a little old school. That's true. I have to remember that sometimes. Yeah, Frank's not just a young man to this <laughs> Yeah. It's really a cultural difference <laughs> yes, between us, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. Frank, young buck. <laughs> if anything, you're quite progressive for being on a podcast with a woman. Yeah. Hmm. That That's you're not what, married to. Yeah, yeah. Yet. <laughs> well, not officially. <laughs> you've, you've checked it. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing from uh, from that Cher website, wikipedia.org, Sonny and Cher charted 10 Billboard Top 40 singles between 1965 and 1972, including I Got You, Babe, Baby Don't Go, <laughs> The Beat Goes On, All I Ever Need Is You, and A Cowboy's Work Is Never Done. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. At one point, they had five songs in the top 50 at the same time, a feat equaled only by the Beatles and Elvis Presley. Wow. Huge. Together, they sold 40 million records worldwide and had become, according to Time magazine, rock's it couple. Wow. 
Huge. So just like, yeah, in the span of a few years, they have blown up. I had no idea they were that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I've only heard of, I got you, babe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And I guess like, it, I mean, they, they did have a long running career, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely the biggest for sure. Um, and alongside the huge success of Sonny and Cher, Cher was still releasing solo stuff too and doing really well as a solo artist. Her song, Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down. Oh, yeah. Which- Nancy Sinatra sang that as well, didn't Yeah, she? I but- knew it as an Nancy Sinatra song, but it was originally Cher and oh. it was written by Sonny. Oh, I didn't realize. That's Me a great either. song. I know, isn't it? It was. It reached number two in the US and number three in the UK and became her first million-seller solo single. So, yeah, I did. That was just a fun little fact that that's actually a share song. I didn't yeah, know that. That is a fun fact. Yes, I I'm knew learning it. today. Are you? I'm Could yearning use a few more today. Laughs. <laughs> you are? I'm yearning. <laughs> I'm burning. Can we turn the heater down? Yes. Oh, it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Dave, what are you doing today? If, if, Dave, if Matt's burning and I'm yearning. I'm earning. Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. I'm never off the clock. Okay, so you're buying lunch today. Fantastic. Easy. But this meteoric rise was unsustainable, and by the end of the 60s, Sonny and Cher's music was failing to chart. Heavier, electric guitar-driven music was becoming more popular, and it made Sonny and Cher's folkier sound seem bland in comparison. (laughs) Cher later said, I loved the new sound of Led Zeppelin, Eric Clapton, the electric guitar-oriented bands. Left to myself, I would have changed with the times because music really turned me on. But Sonny didn't like it, and that was that. And that seems to be a recurring thing. Right, he was turned off. He was turned off by it. He was, like, yeah. He was. He would have been like middle aged by this point. Yeah, right. These so, loud guitars. I don't she's, like it. she's in her twenties, still going. I'm <laughs> loving these new this guitars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they started to lose popularity due to a couple of pretty funny factors. Um, firstly, they were a monogamous married couple in the age of sexual revolution, and they took on an anti-drug position. In the late 60s. So, people were like, you guys are squares. Square, yeah, come on. Fun Have sex with someone else. Do some pills. Woo. Take some acid, fuck around, or you're boring. So, they thought, we need to win back the youth. <laughs> what are they going to do? What do the youth want? So, they produced and starred in a comedy musical western film <laughs> called Good Times. Oh, yeah. And it was commercially unsuccessful. Oh, no. <laughs> Not good times. You never believe it. The kids didn't want a comedy musical western. Hmm. But throughout Sonny and Cher's career, and indeed in Cher's solo career as well, there are times where they're just not that popular. They're, like some projects flop, others are massive hits. And and But, I mean, it's a career that spans 60 years, mm. so that's inevitable. But mm. she's always done fine for herself. It must, like it. It must be pretty unique to have such big hits in th- at least three entirely different eras. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I can't think of anyone else. Maybe Elton John has done something like that. She's she Yeah, she's set records. She's yeah. incredible. So, her next album was called Backstage. This is in 1968, in which she explores diverse musical genres, including Brazilian jazz and anti-war protest songs, and it was not a commercial success. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like you, you're- you're thinking it will be, do you? It's You're not doing those kind of things stuff. for commercial success. You're yeah. doing that for, you know, <laughs> probably artistic experimentation. Yeah, exactly right, for growth. But meanwhile, the relationship between Sonny and Cher began to unravel a little bit. Um, despite Sonny dating other people, 
the couple officially married after she gave birth to their only child. <laughs> so they 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 properly tied the knot. Um, they mortgaged their home to make a film called Chastity in, in 1969, which uh, Sonny wrote and produced, but Cher starred in. And again, the film didn't do super well, but critics noted that Cher had some decent acting chops. Hmm. Q Magazine wrote, Cher has a marvellous quality that often makes you forget the lines you're hearing. <laughs> it's because she speaks so low. <laughs> so you get the end of the movie and you go, I have no idea what that was about. <laughs> but, but I loved I it. I loved it. The vibe of it was yeah, fantastic. It's beautiful. Makes sense that a film called Chastity would fail in 69, right? It doesn't, mm. it doesn't it's yeah. not a nice, you know, what do you call that? Synergy there. I forgot what the. So, that's like. You know, the late 60s, it's all about free love, man, not chastity, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Dave's looking awkward. <laughs> He's like, there's never been a bad time for chastity. Yeah, chastity there's rules. There's never been a better time <laughs> for chastity. It's a- I've, I've forgotten what, like, the synopsis was. It's a romantic drama- and it's about uh, she she's a, she runs away to Mexico. Pretty exciting stuff. Right, right, right. And it flopped. It didn't do great, but but people were like, well, she can act. At one point, they Flas- were flustered, chastity. Oh god, flustered. Flustered. it flopped and chastity. There was some sort of link there, but. <laughs> Flastity. And I accidentally said flastity. No, that's the I link. You nailed it. That was probably it. the link. Flopsity. <laughs> Flopsity. Flopsity. I think that's it. Um, Some, one of these episodes uh, where I ask you, please edit me out. I, I feel like you should write biting reviews. <laughs> Chastity, more like flastity. <laughs> and people are like, what? What? <laughs> and then you, at the end you just write an ambiguous three stars. Yeah. <laughs> like, Did you like it or not? <laughs> <laughs> He's so confusing, but I just want to. I just want his approval. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really remember what he says, but I like his vibe. <laughs> At one point, trying to sort of pull themselves out of a low point, the duo had a nightclub routine, <laughs> which kind of sucked. What? According to writer Cintra Wilson, their lounge act was so depressing. Oh, people started heckling them. No, that's the saddest thing I've ever. No, wait. No, wait. No. Then Cher started heckling back. Okay, that's, oh. that's, that's Sunny reprimanded her. Then she'd heckle Sunny. <laughs> the heckling be- became a highlight of the act and attracted viewers. So people liked that she was sassy. <laughs> Television executives took note, and the couple began making guest appearances on primetime shows. So just Cher being herself, right? But like with the primetime shows, like Jerry Springer <laughs> yelling, like what's going on? In fact, after seeing them guest host on the Merv Griffin show in 1971, CBS head of programming Fred Silverman offered Sonny and Cher their very own TV show. Their show, The Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour, premiered as a six-episode summer series in 1971, just like filling a gap over summer. Um, and it was such a rating success that it was made a full-time show that December. Uh, it aired for three years <laughs> and attracted more than 30 million viewers weekly. No wow. It was huge. And they were they were so passe, like just like, what, a year before? Yeah. Two like a bit, years like before? A, a bit of a joke. Yeah. Amazing. Now they've got this huge TV and show. Because luckily they were so bad they got heckled. Yeah. But then- but then <laughs> If they were all right enough for people sort of politely enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. 
then it would they we would never have heard of them. And I think this is part <laughs> of why Cher has had such a long career and why she is so widely liked is that she comes across quite genuine. She's herself. She's like she's sassy and like a bit cheeky and she doesn't give a fuck and she takes no bullshit and it's like people were attracted to that in the 60s. They were sort of like I like this lady. Yeah. And I just think that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, their show is huge. Um, it was praised for its comedic timing and deadpan Cher, who was mocking Sonny about his looks and short stature. <laughs> People were like, that's funny. Um, her music career ebbed and flowed along this commercial TV success. Uh, her single Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves was the first single by a solo artist to rank number one on the US Billboard Hot 100 chart first- at the same time as on oh. the Canadian singles chart. Oh. It's one of those yeah, rules yeah. of like, the first like, to do these two specific things. shocking. But no, I've heard, I know that one. Billboard called I'm it- I'm up to two. <laughs> no, three. That's not bad. Hey, we'll get a counter going. Well, that song Billboard, Billboard called one of the 20th century's greatest songs. Wow. Huge. Can't say it anymore though. Can't, shouldn't. She had some great success working with producer Snuff Garrett. Oh, yeah. Incredible name. Snuff. Um, that she worked on, I think, a couple of albums with Snuff Garrett. But <laughs> Funny to think that out of the two uh, producers, you've got Phil Spector and Snuff Garrett. Guess which one's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Snuff's a mild-mannered man. <laughs> Snuff sounded great. Like, it- he sort of got some really good stuff out of her. Um, a lot of the stuff they worked on did really well. And uh, Sonny would sort of like protest a little bit here and there or, or, or act as if he knew best, but then Snuff's decisions would do really well. Um, so anyway, uh, Garrett left um, after the release of the 1972 album Foxy Lady over disagreements with Sonny about what kind of material Cher should release. At Sonny's insistence, in 1973, Cher released an album of uh, of songs called Bittersweet White Light, which was commercially unsuccessful. Okay, so he's got a bad, sort of a, ba- a bad... Compass. Vision. That's what you were miming? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? You can be honest if it wasn't. There's another word. I Foresight. Uh, vibe. Vibe. <clears throat> bad. Predictions. Brain. He had a bad brain. He had a bad brain. Bad back. He had a bad back. <laughs> We've all been there. He um, was getting old. <laughs> other songs and albums did well, and Cher even released a Greatest Hits album in 74. <laughs> 50 years ago. <laughs> and according to Billboard magazine, it proved her to be one of the most consistent hit makers of the past five years, as well as a proven superstar who always sells records. So she's smashing it. It's the 70s. Oh, yeah. It's so long ago and she's doing so (laughs) well. It's crazy. A little fun fact I read as well. In 1976, Mega Toys released a line of toys and dolls in the likeness of Sonny and Cher, which coincided with the popularity of their TV show. The miniature version of Cher ended up being the highest selling doll of 1976, surpassing Barbie. Whoa. Wow. And we just did a Barbie episode, so I was like, yes. that's crazy. And uh, late in the episode, there was a reference to the share Barbie. Do you remember that? Yeah, and I was sweating because I was writing this report. Oh, interesting. So, but then I did, that, I did that thing of like, don't make any comments because they'll know, but nobody will ever know. Anyway. Yeah, know. were you worried that AJ would be like, actually, I've also got a bonus share report we <laughs> could do right like, now. no! <laughs> shut up! And luckily you didn't. So they're huge stars. They're doing really well commercially. But behind closed doors, 
it was a different story. Oh, they did an unofficial divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Same hotel room. (laughs) Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. From late 1972, Sonny and Cher's marriage was on the rocks, but their TV show was doing really well and audiences loved when their daughter joined them on the show as well and the three of them appeared to be a perfect family. So they kept up appearances for a couple of years. Wow. But essentially had separated. Uh, In February of 74, Sonny filed for separation, citing irreconcilable differences. A week later, Cher countered with a divorce suit and charged Sonny with involuntary servitude, claiming he withheld money from her and deprived her of her rightful share of their earnings. The couple battled in court over finances and the custody of their child, which was eventually granted to Cher. In 74, um, Cher won the Golden Globe for Best Actress for the Sunny and, Sh- Sunny and Cher Comedy Hour. The same year, Sunny premiered a uh, solo show on the ABC, the Sunny Comedy Review. Um, and it was like, I think it was the same sort of creative team behind Sunny and Cher, and it was cancelled after 13 weeks. So he goes solo, does his own show, oh. does not do well. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard when the straight man goes solo, probably. <laughs> I am so short, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) God, I'm ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't say that to me, me. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. I've still got 13 weeks out of that. Yeah. So that was 74. Uh, He did his solo show. In 75, Cher returned to TV with a solo show on CBS. It was called Cher. And it began just sort of like as as a big special, and it had like Elton John and Bette Midler on it as guests. And it was produced by David Geffen, who she was dating at the time, and centred on her songs, monologues, comedy performances. Early critical reception was favourable. The LA Times exclaimed that Sunny Without Cher was a disaster. Cher Without Sunny, on the other hand, could be the best thing that's happened to weekly television this oh, season. Imagine reading that. <laughs> She's crushing it. Brutal. 
You're both feeling bad for him. Don't worry about it. He's fine. No, I mean, I'm not really. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you don't feel sorry for you dead can't, people? You can't feel bad for dead don't, people? Well, I, I was always told as a kid, never feel sorry for the dead. Don't feel sorry for the dead. Right. You haven't heard that? No. Huh. I I weep for the dead. Oh. God, I feel sorry for I pity them. I find funerals I'm to be joyous. I'm patronising <laughs> in my pity for the dead. Yeah. I'm really like, oh, you know. You're right. But he, I just had a flashback. He died in a like a full-on way. I'll get to that. So Cher's TV show lasted a year, mostly because she found it exhausting to do it on her own. It's like it probably could have continued going, but she was like, this fuck, it's exhausting. Um, according to the ringers, Lindsay... Uh, Zolads, Cher found the network censors to be more watchful than they were when she was married to Sonny. When she was single or casually dating, Cher always seemed to pose more of a threat to the status quo than when she did when she was Sonny's wife, which is yuck. So they're like, mm, I don't know if you can be doing these things unless Sonny's also <laughs> on the screen too. Whatever. <laughs> That's so weird. People might be getting ideas out there. Yeah, that women are allowed to speak. In uh, June of 75, she married musician Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers. Um, Is that them? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb here and say yes. I'm also going to say yes. (laughs) That didn't sound anything like it, but... But That song. Yeah, 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 that's the Allman Brothers. She... So they got married in June. She filed for divorce nine days later. Oh. Because of his heroin and liquor problems, but then they reconciled within a month. All right. So, together they had a son, Elijah Blue, in 1976. And then Sonny and Cher reunited on TV. They they it came back in uh, Feb of 76, but she had her son in July of 76. So, she was pregnant with her new husband's child while doing a TV reunion with her ex-husband. It was called The Sonny and Cher Show, and it was the first show ever to star a divorced couple. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're truly living in yeah. a new age. Yeah, very exciting times. Uh, I reckon Sonny, if, if he got that request, Cher, I was wondering if you want to do a, a show together again. I reckon he probably would have played it pretty cool. <laughs> Oh, oh, check my calendar. Yeah. Check how he puts the phone down. It goes, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. I've got a lot going on in my solo career, obviously. It's but, sun, um- Sunny's time to shine. Yes. <laughs> uh, next week, did you say? Yeah. Uh, look, I can shuffle some stuff around and make it work, but uh, I'd really appreciate more. <laughs> Heads up next time. And don't worry, I'm looking uglier than ever. You can really <laughs> She's let me love have it. <laughs> um, it was a rating success on its premiere, um, but- Their banter about their divorce, um, her reportedly extravagant lifestyle and her troubled relationship with Greg Orman, it caused a bit of like a public backlash and eventually the show was cancelled in August of 77, but it still went for like a year and a bit. So they're doing fine. So the backlash was they're just like, this is a bit uncouth. Yeah, I think so. They didn't really like, they liked the banter while they were a happy married couple. Isn't that funny? Because like that old school... You think of old school American comedy from those days and it's like, oh, my wife, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff. Mm. So, it's all right if they're together. You can hate each other together. Yeah. But if you're okay with each other apart, that's no good. That's yeah. setting a bad example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so very funny. strange. Her next couple of albums were commercially unsuccessful and writer Keith Tuba has an idea of why. Said a weekly television series can spell disaster for a recording artist. Regular exposure on TV allowed people to see and hear these performers without having to buy their records. 
And that's what happened to Cher. So people are seeing her sing and be funny on TV weekly. They're like, well, I don't need the album. Yeah. But I'm getting enough of her. So that's interesting. Um, She and Orman recorded an album together called To The Hard Way and divorced shortly after the release. (laughs) I think that would have been great because it would have been him being like... I think that would have been sick. Yeah. Is that kind of how it sounds? I think it's nice. And I didn't quite get it at first because I think, like, as a duo, they were all men and women or woman or something like that. And I was like, the fuck? Then it's like all men and women. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's pretty like, funny, I guess. Uh, that actually works really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's actually super clever. I was like, holy fucking shit, that's Whoa. good. <laughs> you put the phone down and went, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hold on to the table. I was like, what? <laughs> Old man and woman. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Matt is gripping the table for dear life. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. It's crazy. Old man and woman. It's good God, stuff. That's, that's fucking perfect. So they split up shortly after they released this album together. I mean, there's nowhere to go after that. Yeah, you've peaked. It's that good. She had a two-year relationship with Gene Simmons, which I didn't know. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. And in 79, she cha- changed her name from Sherilyn Sarkissian LaPierre Bono Allman. <laughs> so she's just collecting these names. To just share. Did she actually collect all those names? Yeah. That is fucking <laughs> awesome. Sherilyn Sarkissian LaPierre Bono Allman. Wow. Burn a woman. I think, yeah, I think much more efficient where she landed. I agree. Just share. <laughs> um, she launched a comeback single and album, both called Take Me Home, and capitalised on the popularity of disco at the time. Both the album and the single became instant successes, remaining bestsellers for more than half of 1979. This is a quote from Cher. I never thought I'd want to do disco, but it's terrific. (laughs) It's great music to dance to. I think the danceable music is what everybody wants. Cher with a hot take there. Disco, good for dancing. (laughs) She just seems like she just just tries stuff and goes, yeah, cool. I'm into it. I never thought I'd like that, but it's fun. I love that. And she's probably loving it. She's like, I'm still famous. Still famous. All I that to was be. the goal. When I said before three distinct eras, it's way more than that, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like seven. It keeps going. Yeah, incredible. It's wild. In a change of pace in 1980, she formed a rock band <laughs> called Black Rose. Um, and although she was the lead singer, she um, didn't receive top billing because she wanted to create the impression that all band members were equal, except for the fact that at the same time that she was singing in the band, she was also doing a residency show at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, earning $300,000 a week. Whoa. In 1980. Whoa. <laughs> but we're all equal. Okay, I don't want top billing. Despite- <laughs> she helicopters into their band practice yeah. in a garage. <laughs> and this is like, this is the time where she had, like, she cut her hair really short and had it sort of, not really short, but like, she's had like really big spiky hair for a while, if you can oh, picture that I at all. I can't picture that. You'd, I reckon you'd have seen pictures, oh. but she sort of went a bit more of like a rocker kind of look. And despite appearances on television, um, the band failed to earn concert dates and their album Black Rose received unfavourable reviews and they disbanded. Failed to earn concert dates? What? A, so no one would just book them? Yeah, I guess so. Could we get a so yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so sort of like, yeah, that- um, Very 80s. 80s, yeah, yep. big hair. Yeah. Sort that's, of, it's like a mullet, basically. That's her more in like a rock. Like a poodle mullet. 
Yeah. The kind of haircut that Rod Stewart has yes. kept forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the exact thing that if you asked a costume shop for an 80s wig, yeah. what they're going to yeah, give you. Yeah, they're going to give you that. Her Vegas residency was the was the beginning of a three-year world tour, which yielded two TV specials as well. So Cher's doing just fine. Black Rose has split up, but Cher's crushing it. She's fine. But they're all equal. <laughs> they're all equal. Uh, but was Black Rose was you know was it good music or I don't know I haven't I haven't I didn't recognize any of the songs I haven't listened to much or any of Black Rose um, it was just kind of interesting to mention that she also was in a rock band for I a just while. think it, I mean I just think it's fun that she's trying out different stuff everywhere she goes yeah totally and her like her music crosses genres and she does all sorts of stuff and she gives stuff a go. Um, She later recalled, I was making a fortune on the road, but I was dying inside. Everyone kept saying, Cher, there are people who would give anything to have standing room only at Caesar's Palace. It would be the pinnacle of their careers. And I kept thinking, yes, I should be satisfied, but I wasn't satisfied. She wanted to further develop her acting career and so she moved to New York with the plan to take acting lessons from Lee Strasberg. Which is kind of cool. She never enrolled in the classes, but that was the plan. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, shit. When you shit, you don't enroll. You just yeah. turn yeah. up. You turn up. You say, you walk into a class and you say, everyone out. Strazzy, yeah. baby. Where do you need me? <laughs> Show me my mark. Yeah. <laughs> Line. <laughs> um, she ended up landing a role in the Broadway production of, uh, stage production of a play with one of the longest titles I've ever seen. <laughs> Come back to the five and dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. <laughs> Come back to the five and dime, comma, Jimmy Dean, comma, Jimmy Dean. <laughs> okay. Oh, you were, yeah, you weren't fumbling over it there. It no, actually no. says Jimmy Dean twice. Maybe the person writing it down. All right, I got an idea for a show. <laughs> That's a long title. I bet they are, then they were on two calls at the same time. I'll meet you down at the five and dime, Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. Is that okay, it? Okay, yeah, got, got it. it. Roger got that. It. It's uh-huh. long, but I guess it'll all make what, sense what in the play. What is a five and dime? A dime is like is a certain American coin. Is a five also an American coin? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's about coins. Maybe it's like a coin shop. <laughs> the five and dime. She was cast in the film adaptation later that year and from that role was cast opposite Meryl Streep and Kurt Russell in the 1983 film Silkwood. Um, But audiences weren't really used to the idea of Cher as an actress, and she later recalled attending a film preview during which the audience laughed when they saw her name in the credits. So at the very start, she's in a premiere, Cher comes up on screen, and the audience laughs because they're like, oh, okay. Oh, no. But she's a comedian. That would be the best. Imagine just your name brings out laughter. Yeah. (laughs) Dave Warnock. <laughs> that is good. He has wow. a funny thing about him. Can't remember a word he said, but man, God, he's, he's funny. Captivating. I guess it would be like if the movie came out and said Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Carrot Top. You'd be like, <laughs> You'd okay, like, okay. going to be the okay. funny guy in the movie. You think, What's happening here? <laughs> you think Carrot Top and Cher are sort of. No, but you know, the, the, you're talking about she's known for her comedy roles at the time. Mm. Yeah. Maybe you go. I'm thinking about, I think probably the equivalent these days would be Rove McManus. Okay. You know, done Tonight shows. Yeah, yeah. All these hit records. Yeah. Yeah, you'd see that and go, okay, here we go. Here we go. Rove? Acting? I don't believe it. I can't wait to see it. But despite those laughing audience members, 
For her performance, Cher was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress and she won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> that is incredible. She was actually really good. And people laughed when People were like, Cher's in it, lol. And then she was amazing. And they read out the nominees and they read out Cher's name. Everyone they laughed. And she wins the award. They, they read it. And I'm now laughing. She does their acceptance speech. speech and they <laughs> <laughs> And the Academy Award for Best Actor goes to... Carrot Tom. (laughs) Her next few roles received critical praise and she was well and truly a movie star now. For her performance in the 1987 film Moonstruck, she won the Academy Award for Best Actress and the Golden Globe for Best Actress. Starring our main man, Nick Cage. That's right. She won the Best Actress Award. Yes. I didn't know that. Wow. Isn't that crazy? She also revived her music career once again. This is in 1987, releasing her 18th studio album. Whoa. In 1987. That's a lot of albums. The album was called Cher. Oh. Okay. 18 albums. I love a late career self-titled. I love it. How do you feel about them? I prefer it. I don't necessarily love a first album self-titled. Okay. I'm like, okay, oh, mate. Okay. Really? Because right, it sort Actually, of makes I'd, some I'd sense. I'd be calling but- my first album Best Of. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty funny. That's pretty- That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> and I'm I'm a funny band. <laughs> yeah. But not like, a co- not like my content isn't funny. I'm just a bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> funny in the head. Did Weed Hornet ever do a self-titled? The EP that we recorded was just called Weed Hornet. Yeah. The Weed Hornet EP. And that's why it- it, uh, Weed Hornet is a was and not an is. <laughs> Sunk without a trace. <laughs> I'm sorry if six million copies isn't that impressive to you, okay? It's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. 15 in the US Hot 100, great. But yeah, great. We've got to go to England. We've got to go to England. <laughs> I don't give a shit about us here. Yeah. Can we get, because I'm sure some listeners want it. Can we do another run of the EP on Do Go On Records? Can we start a label? Our first release is a re-release of uh, 2004's. Weed Hornet EP. Mm. Yeah. Our second release is Jess Perkins singing all the roles for Oklahoma. <laughs> all the roles. Yeah. I I, yeah. Share style. Share style. But on different tracks. So you have to p- get like 18 copies of the CD and play them at the same time to hear the whole musical. Oh, Dave, no. <laughs> we'll do that work for him. <laughs> <laughs> It'll already be. <laughs> Although that's not a bad idea. We, we, Always earning. <laughs> exactly. You, you, I'm you, earning, you're earning. <laughs> You got to sell eighteen times as many copies. There was a um, I, I don't think I ended up mentioning it in the report, but there was at one of Cher's like uh, TV specials she did. There's a, a fifteen minute sketch essentially, which is just her doing all the characters of West Side Story. Wow! And it's amazing, and it went viral like, like a few years ago. It sort of resurfaced online, and people were just like, "It's just Cher doing all the characters." <laughs> fifteen minutes is a long sketch. Such a long time. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway. So she's released Share the album. And she's won an Academy Award. She's won an Academy Award. The best. Incredible. By the end of the 80s, Share was also receiving attention for her controversial lifestyle, though, including her tattoos, (gasps) plastic surgeries, (gasps) uh, exhibitionist fashion sense. (gasps) I mean, why am I doing the gasping? Fucking take a hint. (gasps) And no, one more. And affairs with younger men. Oh my God, Dave, you okay? (laughs) 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 All of these things that, like, you know, I mean, she is celebrated for these things now, but, like, today people would be like, cool. (laughs) But hasn't she worn, like, outrageous outfits the whole time? That's her thing. And it's the 80s. Yeah. How strange. Yeah. But they're like, okay, but she's from the 60s, so we have to apply (laughs) 60s logic to this stuff. Yeah. Also, I think it's fair enough because, you know, that people are- 
making it scandalous that she's with younger men because they were also scandalous when she was with an older man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they were definitely upset about that, weren't yeah. they? Um, and 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 rightly so. Mm. So yeah, so she's sort of like. I don't know. She's, but she's still hugely famous. I think it's probably like the Lady Gaga meat dress and stuff. You know, like she was just, she was just out there. She was doing stuff differently, and that attracts and what, attention. And also, like, you know, the meat dress. Who was? No one actually cared. There were probably you'd probably go back and be able to find articles that found it scandalous. Yeah, but yeah. Most people just thought it was pretty fun. No, nah, and or, or you just don't care or that much. Yeah, exactly. I bet yeah. it, it would have been the same back then. Of but course, you get these wowzer headlines. You're like, geez, back then. Mm. <laughs> they couldn't even have a few tattoos. Yeah. Without going hog wild. She had tattoos. Hog wild's on the right term. <laughs> hog wild. Hog wild. I don't think hog wild's right in this case. It feels right, though. It felt right. Okay, great. Well, let's use it. And I lied to you before. You were right, Matt, because her 19th studio album, Heart of Stone, came out in 1989. It was certified triple platinum, and the music video for its second single, If I Could Turn Back Time. So it was before we were born. And not even the first single. It's so Second big. single. It caused controversy due to Cher's performance on the battleship USS Missouri, straddling a cannon and wearing a leather thong that revealed her tattooed buttocks. Most people were like, well, I'll be dead in the cold, cold ground before I recognise the battleship Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> it is a wild film clip. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, it is. is that, so, that, wait, that's. Is that the real Navy? <laughs> what do you mean? The That's US- the most scandalous thing. I, I just remember there being like hundreds of people. I just yeah, assume they were on deck, or oh, dancers not, or something. They're on a real ship. That's not a real ship. Uh, but are they real Navy? They're people? on a real ship. Right. <laughs> The USS Missouri. Yeah, no, it's possible that they were real Navy people. I, just, like, I doubt it. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, that she was on a cannon. She was wearing like if a I leather. Could turn back time. Yes. Yeah, so Fuck, it was- it's a good song. And it, how old is she at this point? This is in 1989. She, she was, was born, born in 1946. 40. Okay, so she's early 40s. But she has a hit another 15 years later or something. Yeah. Or more, something like that. It's wild. It's insane. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, is it, it, I don't remember. Is, is the tattoo something funny on the butt? I don't know. It's a, there's a W on each cheek. <laughs> so when, <laughs> so uh, when she spreads them, it says, oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, wow, Jones, the old footballer. That's the story. There's a W tattooed on each cheek. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jones. Wow. It's a great nickname. That's so funny. Well, but that's that's one way to get your own nickname, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Get the tattoo, tattoo it on. It's locked tattoo, in. Tattoo so good. I am also, I do want to flag, and I think I kind of said this at the start, I'm I'm brushing over a lot of stuff too. Like I'm, I'm jumping through some decades and just picking up big stuff because, like, I mean, fuck, this is a career that spanned 60 years and she's still going. It's amazing. Um, she's done so much. She's released so much music. I could just list stuff at you, but I'm just trying to, like, give an overall picture and maybe tell you some stuff that you didn't know about. Yeah, Cher. I'm a bit annoyed you didn't cover albums 13, 14 or 15. <laughs> I'm liking this because I found it a bit tedious when you had to drag up every detail when you did the Beatles report because there just wasn't much on them. So you had to really go <laughs> yeah. day by day. On yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And then eight Ringo days a week had- I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> what did Ringo have on the eighth day? Yeah, bloody hell. Cheetos again? <laughs> Is that a breakfast? <laughs> yeah, Cheetos yeah. and milk. Flaming hot. Uh, 
But this is something that I didn't know about Cher. Uh, in the early 90s, she um, she developed chronic fatigue. She got she sort of caught a virus and it developed into chronic fatigue syndrome and she was too exhausted to sustain her music and film careers. It was just like too taxing. But she needed to earn some money and she wasn't healthy enough to work on other projects. So she starred in infomercials. What had she done with all the money? Know, she was earning 300 grand a week. I know, that's crazy. Bad management or something. No, nah, but it's always these things with like with, with people have that much money. Like, so much goes into houses and logistics of your life. I don't know. It's I, I think once you have so much money, you just keep needing more money. <laughs> Sounds like a good system to me. It's a great system. I think we should stick with it. <laughs> Some people think we should burn it down. Not me. I think this sounds good. <laughs> so I was more interested in the fact that she so did infomercials. I also have never seen any of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on YouTube. What you can watch Sham Wow with Cher? Well, That's Cher Cher the name. <laughs> it's mostly like health, beauty, and diet products. Oh, wow. A lot okay. of like shampoos and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and this was unheard of, like such a big celebrity doing mm. infomercials. Um, some saw her as a sellout. Others said it was like the end of her film career. She'll never come back from this. Saturday Night Live parodied her a lot. Um, and she later said in an interview, suddenly I became the infomercial queen and it didn't occur to me that people would focus on that and strip me of all my other things. Like, they, they wouldn't go, like, movie star. Even though this- she's holding the Academy Award whilst talking about yeah, the diet pills. she's just an infomercial queen. However, she made $10 million from these. She made great money. And, look, we know that she is still a household name. It didn't end her music or acting career at all. But it was just this sort of, like, weird dip in the 90s where Cher was doing infomercials. It's I was like, what the fuck? So cool. I found yeah, that really and fun. And there's no shame in doing infomercials for $10 million cash. No, I'd do them. That's fucking awesome. Fuck, I don't know if I would. No, I would. I would. Hell yes, you would. But I hate them. Do you? Yeah. The ones on like the Today Show and stuff where they're in this fake Oh, I set, love watching them. And they're, they're talking about health insurance or something. Or they spill like water on a mattress protector. Yes. I love the ladder guy. You know that ladder guy? Yeah, the ladder guy's good. He's great. And it's like this ladder. It's not one ladder. It's, it's- 58 ladders. <laughs> exactly. I love that guy. I love that ladder guy. I'd hang you out with him all you, day. You know when you've run out of room for your 58 ladders? <laughs> it's where not am I one ladder. St- where am I going to store all these ladders? I have to buy a second property just to store my ladders. <laughs> He's got the routine so down pat. And you've seen him do it in all these different scenarios. It's Ugh. the same word for word. Yeah. And he's so excited about it every time. Yeah. Big Kev, rest in peace, was another great one. Yeah. Oh, he was excited. He was excited. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, what a- And, of course, I, I, I can't uh, go, go further without talking about- Natural Glow. Yeah. <laughs> you love Natural Glow. I love glow. the lady who sold Natural Glow. <laughs> Look at that. Natural. Look at that. Just put on Natural Glow. <laughs> so good. But yeah, she She's big in New Zealand. I, people from New Zealand, whenever I bring her up, they message me and I always forget her name. But the Natural Glow lady. <laughs> natural Glow. Natural Glow. I've never seen it, but I love it. I love it. So but- Cher's infomercials were mostly for uh, hair products, uh, the Laurie Davis beauty products or like hairline. Anyway, just a little fun. Good on there. Her. Um, something that Matt alluded to before, in 1998, at the age of 62, Cher's ex-husband, Sonny Bono, died after a skiing accident in um, South Lake Tahoe in California. He lived a pretty weird and interesting life after Cher as well. He continued to have like acting roles here and there, but he also entered a career in politics. He became mayor of Palm Springs, 
from 88 to 92 and served as the U.S. representative for California's 44th district from 1995 until his death in 1998. Oh. Wow. He was like a congressman. Huh. Upon his death, his wife, Mary Bono, was elected to fill the remainder of her husband's congressional term. She was elected in her own right seven subsequent times before being defeated in the election in 2012. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. So, he, he, yeah, quite famously died in that accident. Having having that partnership and being like his less significant wife. Yeah, we're in Congress as a partnership for Mm. a couple of decades. Just a footnote, though. And Cher did the eulogy. But Mary asked her to, apparently. Um, She delivered a tearful eulogy at his funeral, calling him the most unforgettable character she'd met. She paid tribute to him by hosting the CBS special Sonny and Me, Cher Remembers, which aired in May of 1998. And that month, Sonny and Cher received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for television. Um, Not to sort of brush over it, but, yeah, it's definitely obviously a part of her life. I had always had it in my head that he had died much younger. Like I thought he died while still married to her or something like that. But um, they had long been divorced and he'd lived a whole life. And he was in his 60s, but which is still, you know, far too young. But I had it in my head that he was way younger. I so, can't, yeah. I don't Does he look sort of like the dad from the Adams family? Yes. Because that's who I'm picturing. Yes. Gotcha. I can't picture him, but I, can, I keep picturing. You've nailed it. Dad from um, Adam's family. Gomez. Gomez. Especially- From the old TV sh- version, I mean. The black and white, beautiful. Yeah. Especially, like, in later years, I reckon. So, like, I think he's, um, oh, no, there's a photo of him on, yeah, on his Wikipedia page that I think he definitely yes, looks like. totally. He looks that like smile the dad. and everything and the moustache. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, good good one there. So, yeah, m- moving on from, from that very sad time, obviously, uh, that same year, actually, 1998, Cher's 22nd album, Believe, was certified quadruple platinum. That was 98, was it? Yes. I was thinking that was in the 2000s. That was 98. It went on to be certified gold or platinum in 39 countries, selling 10 million copies worldwide. The album's title track reached number one in 23 countries. Um, it became the best-selling recording of 1998 and 1999. <laughs> In the UK and US. You're kidding. It earned Cher the Grammy for Best Dance Recording and the 1999 Billboard Music Award for Hot 100 Single of the Year. Crazy. So, 98. So, now she's 52 or something. And that's when Believe came out. That's wild. Is that her last smash hit? Uh, Probably. But it's, I mean, it's still, you know, didn't it just, a cover of it just won a Hottest 100? Yes. That is correct. Earlier this year. Yep. It's still like a huge song. It's huge. It's absolutely massive. It's a great song. Hmm. And, yeah, it just it, it won all these awards. It was absolutely huge. And then she went out on tour. The Do You Believe tour ran from 1999 to 2000 and was sold out in every American city in which it was booked, amassing a global audience of more than 1.5 million. Wow. Finally, America's starting to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
At the 99 World Music Awards, she received the legendary award for her lifelong contribution to the music industry. And then she was back on the big screen as well. Her performance as a rich, flamboyant American socialite in Tea with Mussolini earned positive reviews, with one reviewer from Film Comment writing, It is only after she appears that you realise how sorely she's been missed from movie screens. For Cher is a star. That is, she manages the movie star trick of being at once a character and at the same time never allowing you to forget that's Cher. <laughs> like, she, you're like, I believe the character, but also that's Cher. There's like a little sign above her head that they put in Cher. post. Cher. A little neon light. Am I remembering this right, Dave, that Andrew McClelland supported her yes. recent to Is that true? Yes. Yeah. He opened wi- for Cher. Isn't that wild? He listens to this podcast. He is a friend of ours. Wild. He is an incredible DJ. And he opened for the Cher he tour. He opened for Cher. What it's a guy. fucking crazy. I'm pretty sure there was a pic. He got a picture with her, um, and and like he's in his usual because he's he's a beautifully dressed man. Probably Melbourne's best dressed man. Always in like a three piece suit. Okay, Matt, I'll take don't that ta- personally. D- do take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> he's gorgeous, and he's wearing like suspenders, and he looks amazing. And she's in like this big sort of Vegas showgirl <laughs> outfit. It's incredible. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe he opened for Cher. It was so cool. Um, yeah, massive. Anyway, so Believe has taken off. She's in movies still. She's just everywhere. In June of 2002, she embarked on the Living Proof, the farewell tour, announcing um, that it would be the final live concert tour of her career, although she vowed to continue making records and films. So she's like, I'm done doing the big tours. This is 2002. How old is she then? She's uh, she born? She's born 46. in 46. So she's 56. Mm. That's fair enough to, you know. Ease back on the touring life. Yeah, especially a world tour. She, yeah, and she's yeah. doing like she's huge dates. Now eligible for those, for, for retiree insurance that you see in those daytime ads <laughs> that she probably <laughs> used to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, initially scheduled for 49 shows, the worldwide tour was extended several times. By October of 2003, it had become the most successful tour ever by a woman, grossing $145 million from 200 shows and played to 2.2 million fans. Wow. Forbes named Cher the highest paid female musician of 2003, earning $33.1 million. I hope she saved some of it. Yeah, I think she probably did. Remember it was supposed to be 49 shows? It was 326. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, this is the last time I tour because it'll probably go for the rest of my life. It ended in 2005. She toured for three years. (laughs) It's one of the highest grossing concert tours of all time. But that's still a show like every three or four days over a few years, right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Absolutely. Lots of travel, keeps obviously. Going. Yeah, wow. And so then she retired and then three years later <laughs> she came back in 2008 for a three-year 200-performance <laughs> residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace, Las Vegas. Okay, great. At least you don't have to travel. That's, mm. that's, yeah, you just you, live in Vegas for a few years. You come to share, okay? <laughs> yeah. And for that she earned a reported $60 million. It's inc- it's so crazy. It, the show was called Share, and the production featured state-of-the-art video and special effects, elaborate set designs, 14 dancers, four aerialists, and more than 20 costume changes, and I'm so upset I didn't see it. Imagine! Um, okay, here's a part. It's just a short bit, but I'm excited to talk about it. In 2010, she starred in one of my all-time favourite movies, and I say that not that because it, it's a good movie, but I fucking love it. Burlesque, oh. where she plays Tess, a sassy nightclub owner, 
Christina Aguilera is in it. Ah. Story-wise, oh, bad. Christina Aguilera acting, not good. Whole movie, fantastic. 12 okay. out of 10. Love it. <laughs> Whoa, okay. That's I a love it. review. My friend Lindy and I used to watch it. Uh, in fact, yeah, we are due to catch up soon, so we better watch it. But we would catch up mm, twice a year and watch Burlesque. And is it a cameo from Cher that everyone goes, oh, my God, it's No, she's Cher. pretty big in it. Yeah, great. She's, she's a big character. Uh, Stanley Tucci's in it. Um, Tucci. Kristen Bell's in it. Okay. It's a good cast. Got my attention. Sandy Cohen, Matt. Oh, those eyebrows. Yeah, so you're in. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Great America's movie. America's dad. <laughs> One of the two songs she recorded for the film soundtrack, the power ballad, You Haven't Seen the Last of Me, reached number one on the Billboard Dance Club Songs chart of uh, 2011. Oh, wow. Making Cher the only artist to date to have a number one single on a Billboard chart in six consecutive decades. Wow. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? From the 1960s to the 2010s, she's had a number one. And you occasionally you'll hear of, like, you know, Elvis has had a f- had through multiple decades, but their posthumous releases and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, like, current this new music her. each time. Yeah, not just someone sampling it or something. Yeah. It's just yeah. her Incredible. putting out a new track. So cool. She's very funny. And we're it? also only three years into this new decade. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still time, Cher. Um, her, I believe. <laughs> her other big movie of recent times was Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the oh. sequel. Um, New York Magazine's Vivian Olin and Matt Harkins commented that it's only at the climax of the movie when its true promise is fulfilled. Cher arrives. It becomes clear that every single movie, no matter how flawless, would be infinitely better if it included (laughs) Cher. Where was Cher in Die Hard? Where was she? (laughs) How good is that? She recorded two ABBA songs for the film soundtrack, um, Fernando and Super Trooper, and Bjorn from ABBA, said she makes Fernando her own. It's her song now. Oh, I love that. I love when a songwriter says that's their song now. Yeah. He's like, she, Fernando's yours. She Obviously, did it better. not for royalty reasons, but. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. I will be taking the cash. Thank you very much. Um, while promoting Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Cher confirmed she was working on an album that would feature cover versions of songs from ABBA. The album, Dancing Queen, was released in September of 2018. And... Uh, uh, Rolling Stone wrote that the 72-year-old makes ABBA songs not only sound like they should have been written for her in the first place, but like they firmly belong in 2018. Wow. So, it did really well. So, to- so she just recorded a couple for the movie and was like, I like this. It's I'm going to do a few more. Hey, ABBA's a bit of fun. Yeah. But also, oh, my song now. Okay, I might take a few more. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take a whole album of them. Thanks, Bjorn. Absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, like I said before, I've brushed past a lot of impressive achievements in a career spanning six. 60 plus years. But to sum up a little bit as well, Cher has been hugely influential in the worlds of fashion, philanthropy, politics, and entertainment. She supports and is outspoken for several children's charities. She's been a vocal supporter of American soldiers and returning veterans. And when COVID hit, she launched the Cher Cares Pandemic Resource and Response Initiative, um, along with the head of Columbia University's Pandemic Resources and Response, to support chronically neglected and forgotten people through the pandemic. In 2020, she travelled to Pakistan to advocate for and work with the country's government to have Kavan and elephant who'd been confined to a zoo for 35 years transferred to a wildlife sanctuary in Cambodia. Oh, She's a queer icon. According to McLean's magazine, 
Um, Cher was one of the first to bring drag to the masses as she hired two drag queens to perform with her at her Las Vegas residency in 1979. And she's also served as a role model for parents of queer kids as her daughter publicly came out as a lesbian at the age of 17. And while Cher admitted she didn't have the best initial reaction to the news, she soon came to accept her child's sexual orientation and has been very, very public, um, publicly supportive as Chaz Bono came out as a trans man in 2009 and that's kind of like these are early times for this to be happening and in a really really public setting um so Cher has been like a good sort of role model of for other uh, parents of queer kids which is an important an important role it's also interesting it was like quite honest to be saying that her initial yeah. Yep. response wasn't good I saw a, a interview with Parkinson where she sort of talks about her her kind of initial reaction and feeling like guilt and blame and all these things and and Parkinson's sort of like, but you're a queer icon. She's like, I know, and I have so many gay friends and I love the gay community and I but I just, you know, yeah, I, I didn't that's strange. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think partly and I don't I don't mean to speak for Cher, but No, I think you I think you I think can. I can. <laughs> you've you've read about her for a week. I've read about her for a week. I, I know the woman. And I think part of her reaction was that she was kind of one of the last to find out. She was one of the last to be told. So I think maybe a little part of it is like you didn't feel comfortable telling me and that can uh, hurt a little bit or you sort of feel like I, d- I did something wrong there. But anyway, she's been very, uh, yeah, a, a great sort of supporter of the whole community for years. In fact, she was the keynote speaker for the 97 National Parents, Families and Friends of Lesbian and Gays Convention. And just to finish up, Cher is commonly referred to by the media as the goddess of pop. And Goldmine Magazine's Phil Marder um, said Cher has been and remains today one of the rock era's most dominant figures. As a solo artist, Cher has sold 100 million records worldwide in addition to the 40 million as part of Sonny and Cher, making her one of the best-selling musical artists of all time. She almost has an EGOT. She's only missing a Tony. Um, There's still time. There's still time. Has she ever done anything Tony worthy? Um, that musical with the longest title you've ever heard yeah, of? Yeah, she's done oh, some, yeah. a bit of Broadway stuff. Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. <laughs> Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. Get, get back to the diamond. Five, five and dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. <laughs> um, she's released 26 studio albums, 10 compilation albums, two soundtracks, and three live albums. She's appeared in 18 movies and numerous TV shows across six decades. In a 2001 poll, Biography Magazine ranked her as their third favourite leading actress of all time behind Audrey Hepburn and Catherine Hepburn, the very women that a young wow. Sherilyn Sarkissian admired and who dreamt of being famous one That's day. That's incredible. And also she's only been in 18 movies and they're still like, yeah, the best. One of the best we've ever oh, yeah, seen. I mean, on- how many was Audrey Hepburn in? She wasn't in that many, was she? I don't know, we'll find maybe, out. Yeah. I, had, I had no idea she was such a good actress. And as you've read out a few of the movies, I've realised I don't think I've ever seen her in a movie. you got to watch Burlesque, the baby. Only one, <laughs> the only one that came to mind was Mermaids. And yeah. I don't know anything about it and I don't think I've seen it, but maybe it's that she's a mermaid. That's what I've gleaned. Yeah, you're just guessing? Yeah. <laughs> From the title? Yeah. You can't judge a book by its cover, mate. But is she in a movie called Mermaid? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, this little this little Cheryl and Sarkissian- Dreamt of being famous, and you cannot deny that she freaking did it. She did it. She did it, everyone. She has done so much. Um, 
So, yeah, I wanted to just kind of like talk about some of the stuff that I didn't know about. I like to focus on the early years because that was because we're so incredibly young um, that that was well before our time. So, so young, so young. Um, I wanted to talk about that. But, yeah, that's my report on the goddess of pop, Cher. Incredible. Loved it. Thank you so much didn't- for um, bringing, I don't know a word for it, but bringing that knowledge to us and, mm-hmm. and impart- imparting it to us. Yeah. Thank you so much for imparting that knowledge. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> well, I think, Jess, that might bring us to everyone's favourite section of the show. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get to thank <laughs> some of our great uh, supporters. And if you want to be one of these great supporters, you can do so at patreon.com slash pod. And if you do get involved there, Jess, there's a few different ways they can get involved and things they can get out of it. Yeah, they can get out of it lots of stuff, like voting on uh, topics. You can be in our Facebook group, which is the nicest corner of the internet. Um, You get early access to tickets to stuff and bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. Big bonus episodes. Three a month. Holy moly. That's crazy. If we hit our target... Uh, cause, cause people like you sign up, uh, we will be doing four a month, including a new D and D campaign. That's honestly, it's like too good value. Yeah. And the, that price won't change for the bonus episodes. The people getting three now, once we hit that new target, they'll be getting four for the same price. Wild yeah, stuff. Sign up your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a pyramid scheme. Of Get sorts. their credit card details. I don't care if you have their permission. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up your dad. <laughs> no, don't do that. And there's never any pressure. No pressure. Uh, you just, can support just, the show in all sorts of ways. If you would like to. Yeah, just tell some people about it. Tell your dad. Yeah. Give it five stars oh. on, a, on a platform where you can rate it. That Put it on your Instagram nice. story. You know, there's so many ways you can support us. But if you would like to do so with a little bit of cash, <laughs> we won't say no. <laughs> oh, you, you won't catch me saying no. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. In the in the Facebook group, the nice corner of the internet, there's often these Facebook swaps organised by Sophie Shooter. Yeah. And uh, I I got involved in one for the first time, and it was a t-shirt swap. Mm. I sent off a, a St Kilda Football Club shirt, and in return, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, almost rudely, was given three t-shirts. Whoa. Now feeling like quite. A cheapo. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate Kate's shirts, including one that I is my new favourite shirt, which is the cover of the Shags album. Oh, that is sick. <laughs> In T-shirt form. That's great. I haven't seen that on you Sorry, yet. Dave, you actually you just missed your opportunity to tell Matt he's a piece of shit if you wanted to do that. Oh, sorry, Matt. What a piece of shit there you, you are. Go. There you go. Okay. Appreciate that. The- one shirt? You gave one shirt, you tight, tight man? I was, I was always planning- Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll. I think. Yeah, I've now got a time to reflect. Yeah. And you know, do see, see the real me. I'm looking in the mirror, going, "Huh, I'm a piece of shit. Maybe I can be better than that." Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Let's find out. I don't think you can. No. I'm um, sorry, Kate Robson, for that. For you being the person who <laughs> opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can join on all sorts of levels, including if you get on the Sydney Scheinberg level, you get to be in a segment called the Fact, Quote, or Question section, which has a little jingle go something like this. Fact, Quote, or Question. Hmm. 
He always remembers the ding. Hmm. She always remembers the sing. And the first one in this week is great friend of the show, Murray Somerville. Now, if people want to be involved here, you can give us a fact, quote, a question, or a brag or a suggestion once you've signed up. You also get to give yourself a title. Murray, of course, is one of our great supporters and great artists. Yes. He drew the Who Knew It With Matt Stewart logo. Yep. He also designed our Christmas card last year. Yep. Which is another Patreon reward. If you sign up, uh, you get one of those each year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And with original artwork. Yeah. It's always so good. Um, Pretty cool. Murray Somerville. Has uh, got the title Triptych Club Cleaner. Oh my God, that's a brutal <laughs> job you've given yourself, Murray. Yeah. But we're so glad someone's finally taken the position. I haven't been able to find the toilets there, so I'm going in some weird places. <laughs> <laughs> and you're often behind the bar. Yeah, but I wander off <laughs> like a dog going to find a place to die. I go to find a place to shit. <laughs> and Murray. <laughs> Is asking a question, right? Sometimes I forget our microphones are on. <laughs> yep. This is more a question for advice. I have a neighbour who has asked me to take her rubbish out a couple of times a week because she has problems with her wrists and can't carry things. I've done this for the past couple of years. I'm love. I don't know where this is going because I don't read them till I read them. But I'm loving this if we're going to become like a help desk type oh, section. I love to give advice. I, I'm ready to Mostly give advice dog on, shit. on any topic. Yeah, I've got opinions on everything. Uh, I've done it for the past couple of years, but lately I've started to think she's taking advantage of me. (gasps) She's a major germaphobe. I've seen her carrying her groceries up from the car park and carrying deliveries. She's definitely faking her wrist problems. I never used to mind doing this, but since I now feel like I'm being taken advantage of, I've started to resent taking her rubbish out. What would you do in this situation? All right, Murray, here's what you're going to do. You're going to get yourself two uh, fake casts. Put them on your wrists. Great. Say, I'm sorry, this is, I've broken my wrists. Could you take my rubbish? No, don't do that, but just say you can't for a while yes. and then just avoid her at all costs. Maybe move. Oh, moving. Yeah, yeah I hadn't thought about that, but, but moving is an But that's an, that's an instant out of I can't for a while. Would it be, a, are you going to be able to do that yourself? And as an artist, I think Murray could probably whip up a couple of casts. Yeah. I know he's a. More of an illustrator. Yeah, but- But he could I mean, draw, maybe draw them on. Art skills are pretty transferable. Yes, I think so. The final line here, though, might sway you, Dave, before you give your opinion. She rarely even says thank you. Oh, oh no. Fuck her. Fuck her. Fuck her. That's bullshit. And so, is it just putting the bin out or taking the rubbish down? Ooh. Well, it depends on where you're living. Taking yeah. her rubbish out. Not sure. I wonder if it is like he's going like, to her door, getting the bag from the kitchen, oh, yeah. or putting the bin out. To the street. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think maybe he's taken the bag from the house to the bin. That's too far. For someone who doesn't say thank you. And I'm, I'm guessing she probably lives alone. But, yeah, if she doesn't say thank you. But then again, the flip side of this could be he's seen her carrying other stuff. She's in a lot of pain and very uncomfortable carrying those things, but she doesn't want to bother him that much, mm. you know, to ask him to also help with groceries or something like that. It's very tricky. It is tricky. I'd go for the fake casts. Yeah. But then uh, you can't put your own bin out, can you? Murray, just let the trash pile up. Yep. Personally, what I would do is just keep taking out the rubbish and just fume internally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, bitch to my partner all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I've had to do it again. Or forget a few times. Yeah. You know, get bad at it. It's a, that is, it's a tricky one, Murray. And uh, I wish you all the best. 
Wow, so helpful and committal. You just said you'd love to be a help desk. I, uh, and then you I, gave no he advice. He never gives advice, though. His advice is always like, now stay on the fence. Stay on the <laughs> Stay fence. where it's, it's comfortable. It's beautiful and dry up here. Bottle up your emotions. No, well, I, yeah, maybe talk, Maybe you'd talk to her if that's not too full. I'd just be like, hey, is, is, do you still need this done? Yeah. And, and, yeah, I don't know. It's a, that's a freaking hard Because I, I could never do that. I could never no, 100%. have a conversation. I, I'm a big, I'm, I'm all talk. no. I wouldn't do this myself. Mm. But also, uh, next time I saw her carrying packages or or groceries in, I'd be like, oh, your wrists are feeling better, are they? Oof. That's good. Yeah, I'd be a real passive-aggressive <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, Murray, wish you all the best. Please give us an update. Dave, what what are you saying? So, I like the fake casts. I think that's our best. Yeah, fake casts. One, do you have anything what, better Can he send her a package? She carries up and it opens up and it says- Oh, gotcha! Gotcha! I guess <laughs> oh, Marissa fine. Post yourself to her. Oh yeah, in a box. <laughs> She'll carry that inside. inside. You burst out of the box and say, "We well, didn't have an issue with that, did you?" Yes, yes. Or at least like a bowling ball, something oh, yeah, okay. very heavy. Bowling ball she, with a camera on it. Yeah. <laughs> if she's definitely faking it, I think then obviously fuck her. But. Like Jess says, what if she's just really struggling with her groceries? I think well, you, you need a private investigator. Yeah, it's like a work cover claim. Sort Get a of dick scenario. on her. Yep. All right, Murray, keep us posted. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, thank and, you. And if anyone else in the Patreon group's got any advice, yes. What would you do? Tag Murray in <laughs> the comments. <laughs> uh, and the next one comes from Katie Clay's, aka Coordinator of Awkward Moments. Oh, you could be used up at Murray's place. <laughs> And Katie's also got a question writing. I'm thinking about heading overseas in December slash January, but not sure where to go. Any suggestions? Oh. I was thinking Spain or Italy. Oh. This is great to have the, the canvas wide open. Why Do we know both? where they're from? Uh, Katie Clay's. I can find out. I think Australia. Oh, great, great, great. I do highly recommend Italy. Which part? That was very big. Yeah, I've been to Rome, Venice. I mean, Pisa, just for, like, the day, you know. Beautiful. Saw the tower, went, bloody hell, that's on. It's Look a bit that. of an angle, isn't it? Lovely cathedral there. That was one of the most beautiful. Nah, I just saw the tower. Um, where else did I go in Italy? Somewhere else. Have you yes, been to Flo- in- Florence is a big one? Florence, Katie's yes. in WA. WA. Okay, great. Because I was just wondering, like, if it's, like, a, a, you know, in England or whatever, they've got the luxury of being able to go to Spain yeah. for the weekend, basically. Mm. I mean, Katie, why not do Italy and Spain? That's, I think, because they're quite close to each other. Very you close to each other. Very doable. Uh, I mean, obviously, budget and everything, you know, if you can only go to one, I haven't been to- Oh, no, I've been to Spain <laughs> and Italy, but I was only in Italy for half a day, <laughs> just <laughs> popping through. Spain, I went to uh, the running of the bulls, mm-hmm. Pamplona, and on the way there, I found out that the it's no good for the bulls. So, I was- <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, that's not a very Matt Stewart yeah, type th- that's right. event. I thought, well, it's was, it was funny. I didn't look into it at all. Yeah. And I just thought it was like, it's a festival of the bulls. The running of the bulls, they'd love it. They must love it. And they're treated like kings. I didn't realize they either die by breaking down during the running or if they survive it, they then get stabbed to death at the end. I didn't realize it was- Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that doesn't feel- and it's like Great, it, does it? they're running across cobblestone streets and it's pretty- Anyway. Yeah. And if you're going to go to Spain, don't do that or La Tomatina, the tomato throwing festival. Mm. It's fucked, to oh, be honest. I nearly did it once and then we- I had tickets and then looked- I did look into it and went, oh, that looks looks awful. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, you get really- uh, 
so you're it's you're on a crowded street like you you are squished up against people and then a truck drives through um so you're just squished up against strangers so and pa- it's not good Pamplona was very similar you Ugh. had to wear all white was it the same there nah you had to wear all white you wore these red bandanas and um this is like the after party. I didn't go. I didn't end up seeing any of the bulls. But after uh, the after party, <laughs> like I've drawn a very fine line there. I'm not going to do the bulls. I'll celebrate with everyone <laughs> who did though. <laughs> and it's just sangria, and everyone's just covered in sangria by mm. the end. People are putting their hand down your pants. Pickpockets are rife. Yeah. Good fun. Good fun. I uh, they people told me before I went wear two pairs of pants. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I can't remember. There was some sort of security system. So maybe but they like- had their hands in my empty pockets. I'd avoid any of it. I mean- Let's say Italy. <laughs> well, Let's say go to Italy. I mean, these are, I'm, t- I'm saying these are places where 22-year-old like me, Australians were. Yeah, so yeah but I also go- got robbed in Barcelona, so- I, I really enjoyed Barcelona. <laughs> I, s- I vote Italy. Okay. <laughs> And that is, I mean, if you're going to Italy, go up to the north, maybe to the Swiss-Italian border, uh, to a town like Gouda, yeah. where my ancestors are from. Mm-hmm. Tiny little town. It's on my bucket list to go to. Beautiful. But, yeah, I mean, they're both great. Friends. Uh, but, geez, I'm excited for you, Katie. Dave's the guy to ask. He's the traveller. Yeah. Bloody jet-setting. I've been to Magoo Spain and Italy a couple of times each. I think a couple of both, times each. very nice. Uh, I, would, I, I prefer the, the north of Italy. I think that is a good... Good tip, rather than maybe the south. That was just, just my opinion. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, it's January, isn't it? Yeah, December, December January. January. So winter. winter time. It's a cooler time. Yeah. yeah. I think that- That'd be nice. But, yeah, if you went to Madrid, that'll still be, that won't be freezing. Thank you, Katie. Uh, all the best. Let us know where you end up heading. Uh, next one comes from Nathan Damon, aka Group Dad. Ask your mother. I'm watching the footy. And grab me another beer. Oh, Nathan. <laughs> You're living a great life there. Um, his, not give us a fact, a quote, or a question. He's given us a congratulations. Oh. Sending the biggest congratulations to Sophie and Gaddy J, who both, separately one would hope, are expecting. Yeah. As they say, it takes a village to raise a child, and you belong to a community that will ensure you both raise the most interesting kids. And Gary, commiserations on losing the ashes. Hopefully, as it's one, two at the time of typing. Well, it ended up being two all, so... <laughs> But they didn't retain. Didn't retain. But I think, you know, Nathan, I think, would probably agree in the end, a, a fair result. I think Gary would too for the Ashes. Mm. Uh, at the time of recording, England's just beaten us in the World Cup soccer. Yeah, we're a little so, salty about it. Nah, uh, not really. I didn't give a shit. It was, I mean, it was, it was a great tournament. Yeah. And uh, Stoke, we've got a bunch of listeners who are big into the Lionesses English football team, so I'll be... Um, barracking for them in the final. And Spain as well, actually. Maybe that's where you should go, Katie. Go visit the Spanish women's football team <laughs> headquarters <laughs> if they win. If not, fuck them. <laughs> uh, and the final one this week comes from Amy Clark, a.k.a. Brigadier General, forgettable name. Brigadier. No, because no, when oh, I don't, I won't say it because it'll get stuck in everybody's heads and you'll be mad at me. Don't worry about it. Continue. And... Uh, <laughs> Amy's asking a question, writing, It's true, as my title suggests, that many people have been forgetting my name almost immediately upon meeting me for most of my life, and I've never minded much because I can get up to some crazy <laughs> antics. <laughs> In brackets, harmless. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, the but the little riff of you all forgetting my name when reading my last Fat Quota Question submission inspired this question. Have you regularly been referred to by a name other than your own, either accidentally or a joke? Oh, man. I don't know. If I, have I told you about uh, this guy at uh, when I was a trolley boy at Safeway in Moorabbin for many years? I work with this guy, and um, ironically, I cannot remember his name right now. But he was like, he was the cool. He was such an. He was like the lovely guy. He looked and acted like Pat Rafter. He oh, was just like yep. the, he was the loveliest guy, and um, great example there too. And I'd, I'd worked with him for probably three years at one point, and he he came up to me and he goes, "Why why'd they call you Matt?" And I said, what? And he looked at my badge and he said, I've been calling you Mike. <laughs> For three For years? three years. I hadn't noticed. He hadn't noticed. You never heard him say Mike? No, I don't think. I mean, I just, I don't know. But yeah, I can't remember his freaking name. But geez, he was a handsome Sounds man. like that's what he deserves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, has that happened to either of you? So, what's the question that somebody forgets your name? Has anyone ever called you the, by the wrong name? Yeah, my uncle. <laughs> sure have i told you guys this story oh, before i'm not sure so we <laughs> my dad's one of eight kids right his eldest brother is 16 years older than him and like moved to canberra you know while my dad was still anyway you should still know your nieces and nephews names he came to visit us one time we were living in rebecca court and he said to me i was about eight <laughs> i couldn't remember if you lived in jessica court and your name was rebecca <laughs> or you lived in rebecca court and your name was jessica he said that to my face and i was like hi uncle phil like i know you anyway it's become it's quite uh it's very, it's funny, and it's become this like long running joke. And one time, uh, when I was still living at home, and I was like in my late teens, I was in my room. I could hear that somebody had arrived, like, and we weren't expecting anybody. Somebody was in the house, and I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll finish what I'm doing, and I'll go down." And my brother <laughs> comes into the, comes to my door, and knocks on my door, and goes, "Hey, Beck." And I was like, oh, I know, it's Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Funny stuff. Now that you're a bit older, do you feel? Uh, any more empathy for him? Nah. Because oh, I have friends, kids, even my some of you know, times nieces and nephews, I have to, like, take a second and- Sure, but do you say it to their face? Uh, probably I have no idea what your name is. I probably wouldn't say it to their face. Anyway, good to I see Unless I really you. respected them. Yeah. No, it's just- <laughs> Which I don't. It's just a funny story. <laughs> it's just pretty funny. But now you've put it in my head- did you live on Jessica Court? Yes. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> My Rebecca. My name is Rebecca. <laughs> sorry, Rebecca, about that. Dave, I, this I, would have happened to you all the time when you're rocking up to playing Santa and stuff. <laughs> yeah, people keep calling me Santa and I'm like, no, I'm Dave. <laughs> My name's Dave, you <laughs> The kids idiot. are like, Santa, Santa. I'm like, who the fuck is the Santa bloke? I'm Dave. <laughs> Look, look at my pull, name pull tag. Pull the beard down. <laughs> look, it's look, me, Dave. Here's my Facebook. Check it out. It's me, Dave. Uh, no, just um, people frequently mishear your name as Steve on the phone often yeah. for ordering food. And okay. They'll, they'll- that, and that sucks for you, Dave, but I get Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 sucks. But I've had to commit to a place before and just be like, yeah, whatever. And yeah. you, just, you go to that piece of place knows you as Steve. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I'm Steve now. It doesn't matter. What name is it? <laughs> exactly. just- no, it doesn't matter. As long as you're getting your a, pizza. Get my food. But Jeff. It's just Jeff. a code for you. You over exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. I'm at number 86. Working in whatever. a call centre one time, I answered the phone and said, Jess speaking. And there was an old man. He said, sorry, what was your name? And I said, Jess. And he goes, Steph. And I said, no, Jess. And he goes, 
Catherine? <laughs> and I went, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it right. How matter. can I help you? Yeah. Who cares? I yeah. got Mac once, which I really liked. Ooh, I'm like, that's way better than Matt. That Mac. is. Sorry, it's but so that is. It's so similar, but so much better. So much better. It's way Mac. cooler. Yeah. Mac. Sorry about your shit name. That's uh, okay. <laughs> These things happen. Anyway, Amy finishes by answering her own question, which we always we encourage love. them to do, saying, I often get Emily and Amanda, which is an easy step from Amy, but one college acquaintance regularly called me Sarah, and I just never corrected her because I thought it was funny. A friend of a friend once introduced me to her husband as Tina for still unknown reasons. Finally, when still working as a funeral director, a grieving daughter repeatedly called me Deb during an arrangement. (laughs) I gently corrected her twice and she was so embarrassed I stopped and I just relented to being called Deb for a few weeks. (laughs) Imagine being embarrassed and then still doing it. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Deb. <laughs> so sorry, Deb. I thought your name was Deb. Deb, I feel horrible. What happened again, Deb? <laughs> sorry, Deb. So I was saying your name is Deb, but it's Deb. <laughs> She's like Groot. It's the inflection I'm saying. <laughs> She's like Groot. All names are Deb. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, that brings us to the next little section where we thank a few of our other great supporters. Uh Jess normally comes up with a bit of a game based on the topic at hand. Yeah, I'm going to assign them a share song. I love that. Okay. I've got Spotify open. So oh, I'm pick at random. Nine awesome. names are going to read out. Uh, maybe while Jess is doing that, Dave, you and I can just go one for one, save you from- Beautiful. Great. Is that okay? Yeah, I love it. Awesome. A- and uh, yeah, if any- Because I know a lot of people want a theme song. They want a song to play when they walk into a room. Mm. And it's hard to pick one. But you know who's good at picking it? Triple J DJ. That's right. She loves music. Love music. Jess Bop Perkins. We love new Australian music. So Here's let me share. list you some share songs. <laughs> well, Triple J, Hottest 100 winner. DMA's. Yeah. Fuck, it's so good. The DMA's version's incredible. Oh, man. They're great. Like their, like their vibe. Like their stuff. Uh, all right. I'll kick us off from Jamestown in Pennsylvania. I'd love to thank Jacob Young. Uh, Jacob Young's song is Love on a Rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> Love on a Rooftop. It was an updated version of Fiddler on the Roof, mm-hmm. the musical. The Fiddler got more fiddly. <laughs> <laughs> the Fiddler got fiddled. <laughs> is that something? That's the, yeah, it's the sequel to The Fiddler on the Roof. Love on the Roof, Fiddler gets fiddled. <laughs> All right. Consensually. <laughs> Brackets. Yeah, it's important. I can see now why Matt wanted to go one for one. Oh, I no, like to, I didn't even. Sorry. To, to thank now from Iceland. <laughs> oh, this plays right into your expertise. So much appreciation for your support from Iceland. The most beautiful country I've ever visited. Oh, what a great tip for Katie. It's great. And January, you could see the Northern Lights. You got it. Katie, come Katie, on. Katie, you've got to go to Italy or you want to see the Northern Lights? <laughs> you just heard how much we had a horrible time in Spain. Bad D- time in Spain. Dave wouldn't even bring up what happened in the south of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> you won't talk about they it. They know what they did. We've tried. I had a great time in Spain. So, I would like to go back to Spain to replace those terrible memories, but I did have a bad oh, time. I'll, nothing but great memories of Spain. But the chances of seeing the Northern Lights in Iceland in January are incredibly high oh. because January has just a few hours of daylight, so you will have to contend with a lot of darkness, but believe me, it'll be worth it. Great. And this person, I'm sure they see the uh, the Northern Lights where they're from, from Celts 
Ajans in Iceland, which is not far from Reykjavik, the capital, I would like to say a big thank you to Greta Orn Hjartsson. Hjartsson. Man, I freaking am so pumped how we've got Patreon supporters and listeners from Iceland. So cool. If we could get, if please spread the word in Iceland, I would love to do a small show there. Imagine. I'd love to. If it, we could it get, it would be a huge financial loss know, for if, us. But even if we, if we could get fifty <laughs> to hundred people in a small room in Iceland, Imagine. wouldn't that be incredible? Oh man, I I can't believe every like there are like a good handful of Patreon supporters who oh I'm guessing they're like friends and family. Surely. <laughs> or are they all unrelated? That'd be hectic. I love it. They're about to be friends and family. Oh my god, to me. Yeah. Will you unofficially marry me? <laughs> and let me, t- before we uh, assign them a share song, let me tell you about uh, Selt J- Ajans. On the quiet mountain view peninsula of Selt Janus, a nature <laughs> a nature path leads up to Grotta Island, known for its lighthouse and rich bird life. Visitors dip their toes into into a footpath, a compact geothermal pool by the water's edge. Doesn't that sound beautiful? That sounds so, so nice. good. That sounds so Dave, I could just listen to you reading that in my ears going to sleep. That'd be the way to go. Can you just record that website? Just read it? <laughs> just read yeah. it for an hour? Icelandic places. That'd be nice. Holy shit. That was beautiful. Well, a share song is The Sun Ain't Gonna Shine Anymore. Oh, feels appropriate. <laughs> feels yeah, right. That's great. On you, Greta. Thank you so much. Uh, next person I'd love to thank, it comes from Address Unknown, can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles, it's Brody Leonard. You wouldn't know, love. <laughs> Brody. You had a song. <laughs> <laughs> Brody Leonard. Leonard's a great surname. Beautiful. I think. Good one. It sounds like leopard, I think, is why I like it. Yeah, I see. I get that. <laughs> Def oh, Leonard. Yeah. Def Leonard. The drummer from Def Led Leonard only got one arm. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brody Leonard, for your support. I would like D- to- Sorry, Dave can't give you some. He can't commentate your place. I know. We don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. But I'd, I'd love to. From Mount Nazura in Western Australia, love the sound of this already, Ethan Lynam. Ethan Lynam. Ethan Lynam. Line him up. What do we got? Uh, I had a good one just before. Oh, we all sleep alone. <laughs> That's we? a bit defensive, Cher. Do we? This is it. Was this in her chastity era? <laughs> oh, we all sleep alone, I swear. I certainly haven't been sleeping with anyone. That's from the Cher album. Oh. Cher. Wow, doesn't oh. sound like she is. Not her bad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, Ethan. I'd love to thank from Flemington right here in Melbourne, Victoria, Tessa Brown. Bewitched, bothered and bewildered. <laughs> Featuring Cher. It's a collab with Rod Stewart. Oh. The hair at the same time. Yeah. Both had the hair. Incredible. Flemington's a great spot to live. Did you end up going to get- uh, Oh, yes. I went to the Luxa King. Luxa King in Flemington. I didn't get a Luxa because I don't love it, but they did have incredible curry puffs. Probably the best I've ever had. It's a great spot. some uh, chicken satay skewers. That's a good day. That's my hot tip. You yeah. can't book there. I you used- can't book. You just walk in there. Thousands of people. I used to live walking huge. distance from there. And maybe Tessa does still. Get in there. At the time, I was very excited because uh, I, I was still going to horse races. And I was walking distance to the Flemington racetrack. I'm like, I'm living in paradise. <laughs> it's just the best. <laughs> Lock's the king one way. Flemington racetrack the other. Holy how shit. How good is this? I would like to thank from Norwood Young America- what it's listed as in Minnesota, it's Joseph Lemmer. This is a track with Meatloaf. 
It's called Dead Ringer for Love. Oh, yeah, that's good. That sounds right in both their wheelhouses. Yeah. Gee, she has collaborated. Yeah, she's been around for a long time. Norwood Young America. Yeah, apparently I'm looking it up now just to- uh, Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. The city was formed in 1997 from the merging of two formerly independent cities, Norwood and, would you believe, Young America. (laughs) Named after the Bowie song? No. (laughs) Young America. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. I'd love to now thank from Portland, Oregon, uh, near where we may be coming soon. Not far from Seattle. Not far from Seattle. Uh, I'd love to thank Michael Foreman. Save up all your tears. (laughs) What for? (laughs) A rainy day. (laughs) That's not for me to decide. Okay. Okay, What do we do with them? All right. Uh, Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, Go Trailblazers. Is that Portland? (laughs) Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, why not? I would like to thank from London, a beautiful place that we've been to many, many times. It's Rin. The Shoop Shoop song. Oh, yeah. Shoop Shoop. It, parentheses, it's in his kiss. Oh, that's, uh, that's, is that from Mermaids? If you want to oh, know, no. if he loves you so, it's in his kiss. That one was, yeah, that was attached to a movie. I remember the, yeah. the film clip. Had clips from the movie, maybe? Don't know. And finally, I'd love to thank from Broadview Heights in God's Country, Ohio. It's Megan. Megan gets Welcome to Burlesque from the Burlesque. Wow. That's a big one for Original you. motion picture soundtrack. That's such an honour. That it rules. That also sounds like a perfect, you know, theme song to enter a room with. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much, Megan, Michael, Joseph, Tessa, Ethan, Brody, Greta, and Jacob. And the last thing we need to do is welcome a few of our great supporters into the Triptych Club. Now, these people have been supporting us on the shout-out level or above for three straight years. So, they're welcomed into the club and they've got lifetime access, whether they <laughs> like it or not. Uh, Jess, you're working behind the bar. It's a bit of theatre of the mind. What are we yeah. serving up today? I've got share-themed cocktails. And, you know, because she's such a fashion icon, mm. I've put um, bell-bottom jeans on little Frankfurts. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really classy. <laughs> Jess is losing it. <laughs> That's a beautiful touch. I really hope Cher can come by. Because I think she'd really appreciate I think that. I think that's a really As beautiful a fashionista. <laughs> you, you, but you have to take them off before you eat them. Oh, you got to take them off. <laughs> They're not them. edible jeans. They're not. Are you going to reuse them? Yeah. Can I take them to a tiny laundromat? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the time the soup was really hot. <laughs> I just made myself cry. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so yeah, enjoy your (laughs) fashionable Frankfurts. (laughs) I think this is going to change culinary cuisine forever. Are there any other kinds of cuisine? (laughs) They they refuse to serve them in the Hilton. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And Dave, you normally book a band for the after party. You're never going to believe it. What? What? I've actually got an incredible band to reunite (gasps) for this after party. Been in in negotiations for several months, which is incredible because I didn't know that this band existed before today, but still somehow I've booked them. Hitting the stage at five to midnight tonight will be none other than Black Rose Whoa. featuring Cher. She is going to be here. 
Oh, she's going to be able to see the Frankfurts. Holy shit. That's Performing exciting. hits from there. One album has just said Black Rose, which I'm on the wikipedia.org page, the uh, share website. It says the album was a commercial failure. It failed to chart and has sold only 400,000 copies worldwide. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> only 400,000. I want to get involved in that level of failure. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, cover to cover, that'll be played, I assume. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then maybe some greatest hits afterwards. We're still in discussions with Cher. Can I have Cher's number? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You won't abuse it. All right. So, I've got <laughs> six names to read out. Six people are being introduced, inducted into the club. Uh, I've got the... I've got the list right in front of me. I'm going to lift the velvet rope. If you hear your name, charge on in. Dave's on the stage. He's the hype man. He's going to hype you up, get the crowd going. Jess is there to hype up Dave because he's got low self-esteem and, have, and low skills in this case. Six. We've got we've got four, and I appreciate you correcting my maths there. And interrupting you. I'm very sorry. No, no, I appreciate it because uh, when numbers go below five, and I yeah. can only count with one hand, that's when I get- Mixed up. Yeah, yeah. So, if it's four, I'll sometimes think, wait, is that six? Is that 18? Yeah, yeah I just don't so, know. Yeah. Anything <laughs> under five is tricky for me. <laughs> so, uh, if I could read out these four names. Firstly, welcome into the club. Here from Strathmore in Victoria, here in Australia, it's Nicola. I haven't had enough Nicola. I need Strathmore. Yeah, more Nicola. Next up from Mount Gambier in beautiful South Australia, it's William Northcote. Look, I'm not usually much of a Gambier, but I'm going to put it all on red, a.k.a. William yes. Northcote. Yes. Gambier sounds a bit like Gambler. No, it, it was very clear. <laughs> Got to know when to hold them. And next up from Address Unknown, can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles, please welcome in Harris. I, I was embarrassed. Until Harris got here. Yes. Li- lift the level of a class. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. What were you going to say? I just, I have thought like that even more embarrassing than you. And so by comparison, <laughs> oh, no, you no, felt no, no. better. More but like, they, they lifted they lift the whole the class. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. There, there was nothing there to identify Harris, if you are listening. Uh, Harris's email address is Brett something. So if. <laughs> I feel in bretted to you, like debt. Yeah, that's good stuff. And finally, please welcome another Aussie from Thomastown here in Victoria. It's Len Dines. Let me dines with you Ooh. tonight. Oh, yes. Take a seat. Welcome. Take a load off. Welcome into the club. Have Make a yourselves at home. <laughs> Have a Frankfurt. Take off those jeans. Please don't eat the jeans. Not edible. Not your jeans. Leave your jeans on. Take the jeans off the Frankfurt. Oh, my Len, God. Leave your Just... jeans on, Len. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in, Len, Harris, William, and Nicola. And leave those goddamn <laughs> jeans on, Len. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Anything we need to tell people before we head off, Jess? That we love them and that we're sorry about the Frankfurts. Um, <laughs> you can suggest a topic. Anybody can. You don't have to be a Patreon or anything like that. You can suggest a topic. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. It's also on our website, which is dogoonpod.com, where you can find information about live shows and the other podcasts we do, like Who Knew It with Matt Stewart and Book Cheat and others. Um, and uh, also uh, wash your butt. Oh, good advice. Always wash your butt. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, boot this baby home. Well, before we go, we're going to say share. If you're listening, we love you. And everyone else listening, we also love you. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, I'll say thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.